What's up, party people? This is Ian Lenhart coming at you from Santa Monica, California, just letting you know that it is a damn good day to have a damn good day. Today is a very special day, as today is our 100th episode of the Len Jones Party of Two podcast. You know, I just first off can't even begin to thank everybody that has tuned in with us that has been on this journey of meeting amazing people, connecting with humans all around the world that are making moves, building businesses, and finding those good vibes that encourage us to take that next step and and continue to progress as human beings because it's pretty much the only thing we can do. Otherwise, we're just going to get stagnant. And y'all ever see what happens to stagnant water? Mosquitoes. You know? And being that this is the 100th episode, I just wanted to give a quick backstory on where this whole podcast originated from. You know, I was doing Facebook Lives interviewing really epic people and life was pretty cool, but I realized that podcasting was such a more powerful format to be able to share ideas. But I knew that you had to find a specific niche if you ever get into podcasting, and that's why I didn't do it for multiple months. Until I said, screw it, I'm going to do it with the intention that I'm going to meet the most amazing people inside of the different niches that I was interested in, say scuba diving, say business, network marketing, all of the different passions. My goal was like, all right, cool. This is is a win-win scenario. I'm just going to interview and meet the most amazing people that excel at my biggest interests in hope that I was gonna get so inspired by listening to one of these people speak that's at the top of their career to wanna go all in on a specific niche. Boy, was I wrong. What I found was that there are so many interesting things and interesting people and interesting businesses and different ways of making money in this world. And you shouldn't just limit yourself in your thinking to just one person or one hobby or one thing. In terms of hobbies, in terms of building your life, podcasting has taught me so much all of the comments all of the people that have reached out to me saying something somebody said brought happiness to their day or they learned something or they wrote down some golden nugget that is shining to this day all of that is so important to us just growing as people and just the game of podcasting it's so fun i'm so grateful to be here as a coach as a friend as a jones just just an average Jones, and we did it. A hundred episodes, a hundred freaking episodes. I can't wait to dive into the next hundred. And so we're gonna do a pretty badass giveaway being that this is our hundredth episode. We're gonna be giving away five damn good day t-shirts. So you already know, it's about to go down. Here's how you apply. Number one, all you have to do is leave us a review in the Apple podcast directory and comment on which was your favorite episode throughout the history of the of the Len Jones Party of Two podcast. I will send you both a Len Jones party or two as the damn good day t-shirt as well as a damn good day bracelet because y'all gotta always walk around and let the people know that it's a damn good day. There's too much negativity in the world. There's too much sadness. We gotta drown it out with them good vibes. And being that this is our 100th episode, I decided to do something completely different, okay? So I am really excited to bring up this next episode because honestly, this is two of my best friends. We're just talking like the boys. We have some stogies. We have some mul- Holland Gin, good vibes only, recounting what went down in LA, Santa Monica, and all of the specifically looting and and more destructive behavior that went down. With that said, let's jump into it. Boom, and we're live. I'm here with two of my best friends out in LA, Los Angeles. I got Chris on the mic. Chris, how you doing? 
Doing well, doing well. Works. I'm excited to finally be doing this. Chris Bezzy Bez, and then we got Mario Cicchetti. Mario, what's up, man? It's a damn good day. And uh, I thought this was going to be a very unique podcast episode because this is completely different than anything we typically do, right? A lot of times when you guys listen to our podcast, we're breaking down a, a successful business and the steps of how they got there and and understanding their thought processes and all that's going to continue and it's amazing. But this last week has been very eventful in Los Angeles and some of it before it got eventful was a lot of fun. So we're going to cover a bunch of different bases, uh, but a lot of it was very scary as well. And I thought that this is a very interesting topic that I'm excited to talk about because it's not talked about a lot. So what better than to bring my two best friends out here onto the, onto the pod? It's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> we're excited. It's always fun, man. Thanks so for having us. Real quickly, let's just give everybody a quick understanding of how we all became friends. Absolutely. I, I think that might start here. So I had originally moved out here and uh, uh, I was really uh, kind of just try trying to make it work. Right. And uh, just uh, going along with everything. And, and I had been living with a fraternity brother from college um, and I had met Mario once or twice through this fraternity brother. Right. And um, through all that, uh, eventually we had, he had met this girl and, and he was really into her and and uh, more or less, uh, just dropped me off on Mario's doorstep and, and, uh, said, Hey man, you got to stay there for a week. And, you know, it's kind of like, Oh, that's great. You know, <laughs> whatever. You know, I wasn't, I, I didn't really care. You know, I had a place to go and, 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 you know, like I said, I, I was an intern at the time, just trying to make it in Los Angeles, which as we all know, so it's not the not easiest easy. thing it's to do. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, so I end up at Mario's place and, and pretty much just on his couch for the first time. Maybe we'll get into the second time later, but, uh, and, uh, you know, me and Mario were like, well, uh, nice to meet you. What do you, what do you want to do? <laughs> Drink. You we know? Have, and we then, all uh, have one shared pastime here. Yeah. It's yeah. So, uh, and through, through some significant amounts of gin and, and just some good, solid quality times together. Uh, at the end of that week, we were kind of like, all right, well, you know, he, I remember we woke up at the like, very end of it and he's like, yeah, you want to, I saw your camping gear, man. You want to, you want to go hike my, Mount Tom? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Just to be clear, Mount Tom is a uh, a lesser known mountain here in California. It was like thirteen thousand six hundred feet, something like that, right? Yeah, it's no joke. Yeah, it's not it's not the tallest mountain in California. It's shorter by about a thousand feet than Mount Whitney, which is the but it's steep. It's steep. <laughs> it's it's remote, and unlike Mount Whitney, which is the tallest mountain in California, there's no good trail to speak of up it. It's pretty pretty remote, but it's it's really beautiful up there. It was, yeah, it was a it was a great experience, and we we had a lot of fun. I mean, other than the fact that it hit ten degrees at night, and I was not prepared for that, but it was cool. You know, waking up with ice in your beard is something else. So, when was the first time I actually saw Mario out here? That's and a, then, yeah, that's a great question. That is, I, I mean, it know, happened naturally. Through, I'm sure, yeah, it did. It, it did happen naturally. I want to say the first time I met Ian, I think, was here. I believe a dinner, party? I, dinner party. I don't know if it was a dinner party. I think Chris is like, yo, I'm going over to my boys. Was Ian. it cha cha chicken? I don't think it was cha-cha chicken. Damn. Because we didn't find out. We didn't really do. <laughs> we all love cha-cha chicken, but we didn't really do cha-cha chicken until like the past like two years. And I had known you before cha-cha chicken. I think Chris was like, hey, I'm going over to my boy Ian's house. It was like a dinner party. Um, we do it a little better now than we used to. It was a little more like ad hoc at the time. But um, yeah, he's like, hey, I'm going over to my boy Ian's house. You want to come over? And I'm like, 
you know, new to California, reasonably new to California. I'm down to meet whoever because I love everybody until you give me a reason not to and then I don't like you anymore. But it's a great philosophy, by the way. Yeah, no, it's like, how is he going to approach life, right? right. How is he going to make friends? Unless you like assume that everybody is a good person. Yeah, you got to, you know. Yeah, and we're all uh, we're also huge proponents of a certain type of gin that is oh featured right God. now on the video camera called Mulholland Gin. Let's hope it's on the video camera. And we are hoping yeah. that Mulholland will let us become <laughs> investors inside of their companies. Somehow. I will give them all of my cash because all of it. it is something. Just let me know, man. It is the best ever. <laughs> let me know where to write the check. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think where else can you get it? I know you can get it like Whole Foods in California. Some... Uh, yeah. So they have a, they have a website. You can go check it out. Um, I'm pretty sure it's just Mulholland. Uh, spirits.com yeah. and uh now the gin is to die for the though. gin is yeah so they have vodka gin and whiskey and but their gin in particular is just astounding i inquired yeah. about getting a pallet because it, <laughs> <laughs> let me let me explain first of all i for think personal that, consumption <laughs> i think it's just it's the Only. best gift to give somebody like if you give a bot like a, a great bottle of, of yeah. like it's a great gift you're giving I, them a good time you know yeah i have at least three people i know in new york who are always like next time you come can you bring me a bottle of Mulholland? Yeah, and, and I so, know your brother shared that other one with you, the the Brooklyn one. Oh, the Brooklyn one's yeah. really good. Which was yeah. good. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, you're you're carrying around the bee's knees here. Yeah, we uh we happen to live on top of the best gin this yeah. side of it's the California this gold this side of uh, the Milky Way galaxy apparently. And then me and Chris, we met through uh, a direct sales company a long time ago, Vima. And uh, that's right. And network we, podcasting. <laughs> network <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> And we got uh we got breakfast one time and you were with like uh your ex 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 girlfriend I think at the time yeah and something uh, like that <laughs> tallied up and uh, then I don't we didn't really speak much after that we just made this initial homie connection and then a few years later you gave me a call and the next thing you know we happened to end up working together in the same startup <laughs> yeah yeah living and, together in the same city you know and, and just kind of crazy how life works it's man. crazy but the thing is is if you never gave me that call it would have changed your life so significantly because in my life as well and that's so interesting that everybody listening as a as a, as a matter of fact you gotta reach out to more people and open more doors absolutely because everything is on your free will your agency which i know i'm excited to talk to mario about um but let's talk about camping so i'm just gonna throw this out here we're gonna start this really rated g we're gonna just go old school camping y'all and i recently had an amazing camping experience first of all i definitely i broke my gun virginity before <laughs> But this definitely took it to a new level. Um, such an amazing trip going out to the woods. What what mountains were we in? We were in the Southern Sierras. Yeah. Like just wilderness in the Southern Sierras, a bunch of federally owned land, uh, nowhere in particular. Um, and we just kind of drove out on the dirt roads until they ended and pulled over and went for a small walk. And we did almost kill the car. We did almost kill my, my Subaru, my 20-year-old yeah. Subaru, who I... Tell the story it. of the Subaru. Oh, okay. Well, you want the real story? The real story is a little bit. We won't call it its name, but we'll yeah, tell the story. Well, yeah. The, yeah. the name is, yeah, not for, it's not for, not rated G. This is the G part of the podcast. Um, <laughs> the gin part? The gin part of the podcast, yeah. <laughs> Later is the story. Perfect. Um, okay. So <laughs> Dom and I, I, I've lived in California now for five years. I used to have a car when I first moved here, but then I sold my car because I moved to Los Angeles and if you live a particular way in a large city, you don't need a car. And I didn't need a car and save money. So I got rid of my car. And then, so I would just rent cars as needed. I would rent Jeep Wranglers to go camping. It's not, not that expensive to rent cars for like a weekend. 
So we have another friend who lived out here kind of temporarily. Uh, his name is Dom. We went camping. Shout out. Shout out to Dom. Yeah. Great Dom, out, Dom out there in Florida holding it down. Um, holding down the fort. Holding down the fort in Florida. <laughs> God knows he can. Um, <laughs> that he can. Don't knock on his door accidentally. You're not, not, yeah. You better know Dom if you knock on Dom's door. Yeah. Um, anyway, so we go camping. And this is right at the beginning of the Rona virus. Um, the Rona. The Rona. Yeah. So we're going to call it the Rona. This is right at the beginning of that. And me and Dom, we're out in the middle of the woods, pitch black. We get a little whiskey drunk and we start going all conspiracy theory. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I can't. And, yeah, no, yeah. It's I mean, because it, it's it's hysterical, right? Because remember, the beginning of this year was World War Three. You should have shared this with me because I would have saved a lot of money in the stock market. At oh, that time. yeah. Well, okay. So yeah, I was. So I woke up the next morning a little a little hungover in the middle of the woods, and I was like, I woke up. I'm like, oh my god, we're all gonna die. <laughs> this coronavirus is gonna get us all. This is back in January, mind you. Um, and so the first thing I do, I come back to Los Angeles and I start panic buying and I start panic buying everything. This is back in January. I go to Walmart. I panic buy all the stuff. The lady looks at me. She's like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, I'm going camping. I, <laughs> I, have a, I had two carts full of stuff. So this is like months before it got real. This is like, well, it got real. I think people really started noticing like the end of February, the first week of March. This is the last week. Of, the last you week. You saw the trend. This is the last week of January. Yeah, Dom and I went camping on uh, Martin Luther King weekend. It was a long weekend. So we went, we went camping out North here in, um, near San Luis Obispo. And, um, I came back and I started panic buying everything. Um, all the stuff from Walmart. I, uh, may have made a few purchases at firearm shops. Um, I also, uh, was like, I need a car because if it gets real, um, I need to be able to leave. And, I went out and bought a car. I bought a $4,000, 2001, 2002 Subaru Forester, who, which, which for all intents and purposes is incredibly well-preserved. It's like bless a her. fossil. It's like astounding how well that thing it's runs. It's an ecological feat. Man. It really is. For a 20-year-old car, the things we do to it is just like, <laughs> that should not work. It's like only 120,000 miles. Anyway, so yeah, we almost broke my car trying to go through a creek well basically up a we're, ditch. we're going down this road it's it's epic it's gorgeous it's beautiful and mario sees a off-road inside of the road we all look down at like there's no possible way we could do that this is stupid like we we it didn't even occur to us that it would occur to mario to even think about trying this yeah. and then mario goes but i knew and this is the first time mind you that i've really i've really pushed this car to the edge because it's a brand new car to me so this is the first time i've really tried anything adventurous with it and we're out in the middle of nowhere i have gopro footage i'm actually going to overloop it over this video okay right that's now. perfect that's, that's <laughs> but yeah so we send it down this thing was a toyota forerunner could have took it but not the not the not the boo yeah not the not the makes it through the not, creek chris is just shaking his head the whole time yeah. chris is like this is stupid chris is screaming at me yeah. we almost get oh, yeah. there but we, hey, the clutch. We made it further than I thought. The we clutch would. didn't burn. And well, well it, it, it burned. It toasted. <laughs> it, it got toasted. It didn't. It didn't light on fire. It didn't it break. Definitely, it definitely it didn't break. That's the key. Right. That's really yeah. the key in this situation. Is nothing broke. Here, yeah, look. And we were all fine. It, we honestly, we got way further than I thought we would have. Yeah. But that that tree stump that that in the, had in like the a creek. two foot gap there yeah, in the creek there. Yeah, that if that mud wasn't there on the other side, we totally could have made it. If we had two cars, we could have made it. Now the mini would have never even made it to the creek. So Chris hey, has a mini Cooper. Yeah. Shout out. Right. I don't know if it would have made it over that lip to that road. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been. A, that would yeah, I would have never made it down. Remember that little zigzag we yeah. did there? Yeah. Well, I, I got to basically point out that 
I don't get out of LA much because number one, I don't have a car and I don't need a car because I just rip around Santa Monica and saves and I, money. And Standard. just having a car is such a nightmare here. It's like oh my God. everywhere you go, it's I like parking tickets need. galore. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, with that said, I want to get a car soon. So that's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> but getting out there and being in the fresh air, being in the mountains and just getting away was just exhilarating. I felt like a little kid again. I was just having so much fun, just frolicking in the in the leaves, checking for ticks, like those type of problems instead yeah. of just, you know, doing the same routine all the freaking time. So I'm looking forward to getting more into that. And just that whole experience of going out, you know, deep on, on your, what you're mentioning is federal land that you can go out. Particularly. And- yeah. Federal land is the great unknown resource. So all U S citizens, you actually own land, you own federal land and it's yours to enjoy yours to respect as well, but yours to enjoy. You want to go camping? You don't have to ask anybody for permission. Go camping. You don't have to have a campsite, respect the land, pack in, pack out what you pack in, don't leave a trace. Be respectful. Be safe with fire, especially if you're in the West. And especially. Uh, especially, yes, as we can talk about. And um yeah, it's, and that, and it's your what, land. And that's what I like really blew my mind is number one, I have a lot of respect for you, Mario, because of how ethical you approach this and how responsible you are. Uh, just as a human being with going camping and doing things that you know you, you need a high level of uh just responsibility when working with when making fires in a place where there's massive forest fires you have to be so freaking careful with everything you're doing guns right you know like guns you know it's uh yeah no you have exactly you have to be really respectful um it's your land but you also have to understand that it's everybody's land um you can enjoy it but you can't ruin it for everybody else that includes trash fire if you go shooting, you can't like leave like brass casings everywhere. You really need to appreciate how beautiful the land is and understand that if we all go out there every weekend and trash the place, it will rapidly become just like the city, right? The reason why it's so beautiful is because it's so pristine and we need to keep it like that. And I think, I hope that when everybody goes out there, you would see how beautiful it is, how pristine it is and realize like, wow, I can't leave my trash bag out here because definitely some people do you see trash out there and you see it pick it up uh, what absolutely are, what are gotta the, pick that up. gotta pick that up absolutely. what are some of the things that like really bother you being somebody that is so by the code with everything you do what are some things that just grind your gears and, and just attack your core values when i see that somebody has just absolutely left like uh you can tell when somebody's gone camping and they've just like they, like they didn't even bother to pick a th- one thing up. Like you just throw like styrofoam, like meat packing stuff everywhere and just like leave everything just tossed about that stuff really grinds my gears. I also like, um, when people disrespect, uh, wildlife, especially, especially in like national parks where wildlife tends to congregate because the human presence is there and there's food, humans bring food, humans bring food. So, the animals tend to congregate and people like disrespect. They don't disrespect. People don't understand how deadly and how serious wild animals are. You can see this really easily. If you go down to uh, La Jolla in San, in San Diego, you can see people putting their babies next to seals in the sand. These 400 pound like, dogs. Beasts, like beasts, wild dogs, wild dogs. Yeah, and they're like, dogs. just to get a 
picture of their baby for Instagram. I'm like, all it would take is for one angry seal to just chomp down and that's that's it. So people, that, that really bothers me. When people just, people don't understand the gravity of the situation they're getting in. And you know the, gra- like not only is it animal safety, but it's also your own personal safety just from, you know, an environmental safety, right? Like we almost froze to death on the top of a mountain because of a random winter storm. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I know I did. You and were so, warm. Yeah. Well, you were taking clothes off as I was putting I was, all of them yeah, on. I, I was. I was I, like, Throw I, me that jacket, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that, that, that grinds my gears a little less. That's just like, it just, it makes my heart like skip a beat when I see people going out with their Lululemon pants and a singular bottle of water down a dead end trail in the middle of nowhere. And you're just like, I really hope they don't hurt themselves. Yeah. And, and something that I, I've been very inspired by you is you're definitely on the extreme end of this, right? And it's the being prepared for anything, being prepared for whatever happens. I don't know about the extreme end. There's, there's, there's people there's with people bunkers, bunkers out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Well, yeah. fallout shelter. Yeah, yeah. 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 I would only be so lucky now. Yeah. So we can, yeah, go ahead. We'll get into it. But I think something that we should just talk about is uh, overall, I know for me, just going out there and, and just being able to to learn about weapons and shooting guns and doing it the in a smart way. Like target practice is a very meditational thing, right? It really, it really can be. Yeah, if you do it slowly, methodically, and accurately, it absolutely has to be a meditational experience. But at the same time, something that always freaks me out about the whole deal is I don't know. I'm just like a fairy in some ways. I'm just a little flower that just doesn't want anyone to ever get hurt and scared and guns scare me. Don't uh, pollinate I'm, me. <laughs> guns scare me. I've always kind of been that way. Like I know a lot of my friends like all about their guns. And I personally, I've always been very just, you know, scared of the fact that a weapon is a weapon that can in any heartbeat turn the whole world around. And you brought up a lot of good points to me that sort of shifted my thinking about that, about the mm-hmm. way like you're behind a wheel. Everybody has a chance right there having the power of being behind a wheel to do something irresponsible, bad, or like we all have free will. Can we talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, like you're saying, um, you know, I think everybody, you should fear danger. You should fear responsibility, not in a, I'm afraid, don't let it get near me kind of way, but in a, I need to take this seriously kind of way. And that's nothing to uh, play around with. But that being said, if you do it responsibly, if you do it safely, I think it's actually good for your soul to take responsibility. It has to be. Um, like you're saying, like, yeah, it is like if, if you're new to firearms, it's going to be disconcerting to hold one in your hand for the first time. But I think everybody probably who hopefully listening can relate the first time you drove a car, the first time your parents said, go for a drive by yourself. And you go out on the main road. I crashed my car the first time my parents told me exactly. that. Exactly. So that's you're the guy who shot his foot off the first time you got a gun. Absolutely. But when I when I tested the gun for the first time, it was a very different uh, sensation. Yeah. I was overly cautious. Yeah. So overly that's, cautious. And you know, for those but who are those who are learning to drive, time. should be overly cautious when they're learning to drive. So well, I wasn't. The first time you learn to drive, and your parents send you out on your own, like, all right, go get me bread or whatever your parents had you do the first time, and you're like, oh my god, who gave me the power to drive by myself? And you're like, it's this really fearful thing that I can kill myself. I can kill other people. Not on purpose. You're not going out there to kill people. Now, granted, there are people who use vehicles as weapons. That's terrible. Just like when people use firearms as weapons, that's also terrible. But these are tools that humans have invented. And when they can, when they're used responsibly, 
they bring great joy and also resources to our lives. You can enjoy cars as a fun time driving on a race course. You can also enjoy firearms on the range. You can also use your car to get food from the grocery store. You can also use your firearm to get food from nature. And um, when you see it like that, when you see it as a tool that humans use and enjoy as a responsibility, a deadly responsibility that you have to own and respect, it, it changes perspective. And you know, even if you don't drive a car, everyone's, everyone's had a dinner party before where you've maybe been cutting up some bread and you're holding a knife in your hand and you're standing behind someone you know. You could kill them just as easily as you could with a firearm. It only takes one stab with a knife, a well-placed stab. And no one ever, no one ever concerns themselves that they're going to stab somebody. You're not going like, you're, you're to freak out and stab right. somebody. So you, you need to understand that, yes, they're dangerous, but as long as you're doing it safely, responsibly, it's something to be enjoyed. It's something to be respected. And as an American, it's actually your right. And it's, I, you know, as an American, you probably, you know, I hope you believe that it's everybody's right and other countries unduly restrict that right. But that's a, another topic. So I find that topic fascinating, but it, probably another, another time. That's a type whole, of thing. that's but, a uh, whole rabbit hole of, yeah. so of, I've done a lot of international travel and a lot of people f- truly are dumbfounded about the United States and, and the, their, kind of propensity towards firearms and the way that they approach these things and and how we feel that we have the right to arm ourselves as citizens and, and a lot of people truly truly yeah. are taken back by it they're they're surprised by it they don't understand it i remember i almost got in a very heated conversation with a norwegian guy and he was like i don't get it you know other than military use i mean i don't i, I know that london police don't have firearms and and i believe that the norwegian ones don't but don't don't quote me on that one but he was just so appalled by how we feel that americans we have the right to 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 hold arms and and you know i was trying to point him and make him understand the constitution a little bit and make him understand you know what what we as americans kind of view as our rights and why we believe it to be that way because of the way it was formed but i mean at the end of the day there was just no common ground and it was an agree to disagree type of situation you know some people yeah i think until you actually experience it and hopefully you know you can have a friend who can introduce you to it um, or like a grandfather or a father or someone like that, or a mother or whoever, a responsible, a, friend. A responsible, a responsible acquaintance who can introduce you, which is basically about everything in the world, right? Yeah, Driving, right? You have like, a reckless driver teach you. You're, you're going to be crazy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, as long as you should be introduced appropriately, responsibly and safely, it's a great experience. And it's, it's absolutely your right. Just like it's your right to defend yourself. If somebody attacks you in the street, with your fists, mm. it's your right to defend yourself in all situations. Well, well, that's going to be a great segue because we go to this experience, have such a fun camping trip. I'm, I'm over on Amazon Prime about the not a problem in the world out in the mountains. That's the best part about the mountains. There's nothing wrong. It's it's quiet. It's a beautiful place. It's beautiful. The, the quietness. Sun, the quiet. Yeah. There's nothing wrong. Hey, it's, the Mount Tom stars, man. The Mount you Tom know, you stars. You see the galaxy ripping up and right yeah, above you. The purple sunsets and yeah, it's just unbelievable. It's yeah. Unbelievable. So. We, we have this experience. It's amazing. I'm over here about to just drop like a freaking grand on camping gear because I'm so fired up. Super rookie move, right? To just jump into something with our... But, That's uh, okay, head, man. Head first, just that is how I roll. thousand dollars to get spent on worst things. That's so true. Yeah, like a pallet of gin. Amen. I'll drink to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this past week, there was a very, very, particularly in my life, a very scary incident that 
I had never felt more small at that moment. Actually, I don't know. That's like a vague statement. I've, I, I can go back in my life and I bet I could find some pretty crazy Help, moments, helpless. right? But within the past year, that was the most helpless I've ever felt. And essentially, I don't know if people haven't been keeping up with the news that's happened in terms of looting and some stuff that went happened in uh, Los Angeles. It happened in Santa Monica. If you actually tuned into YouTube, you could watch eyewitness news from a helicopter people looting and looting and looting in like, broad daylight in broad daylight it was like something i've never seen before so i had an epidural shot due on monday morning which is basically they take a needle and they stick it in your spine because i've had sciatic issues for a very long time so the day before i wanted to get a run in because i knew i wasn't gonna be able to do it for a while particularly rollerblading right that's my game that's my game right i you love call it. that run yeah 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 <laughs> Whatever helps you sleep at night. <laughs> right. So I go out there on my scooter. I got my blades on my back. And it's about 2.30 in the afternoon. And I head down to Santa Monica. And you guys just started texting the group chat like, yo, things are getting serious out there. Don't go. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I get down there. I'm about no, but seriously. It's not, it, it gets real fast out there. And then so then I go down to like 4th Street. And all of a sudden, it just starts getting chaotic. I can just see it in people's faces. Cars are screaming by. They're going fast. Just quickly seemed like the whole world in that moment just got sped up by like 4X, like in an, in an audio book. And there was just all sorts of scary people coming around. Some people had baseball bats. Everybody's in masks. Like clearly, this is not where you need to be. Yeah. I'm seeing people run around with, you know, Vans boxes in their hands. Part of me was was thinking, wow, this is one of the coolest people watching experiences of my life. Like, wow, what better? And really, it really is an insight into like what happens in mob mentality. And not only mob mentality, but like if you can eat, eat, just get it, just visceral. It was really amazing to watch. So then I'm, I'm basically quickly, I do the pros and cons and, and the cons outweigh the pros massively. And uh, <laughs> What am I doing here? Gotta go. Yeah, especially, especially when you start seeing the, the weapons come yeah, out. What That's am I going to do? Fight someone? Like what, what yeah. would happen if someone just comes out? Like I'm not trying to hurt anybody. What, what if someone comes at me and they ask for my wallet? Like, what, am I just going to fight them? Like what am I going to just roll like, away, Kung fu them right there? And the, like, no way. But even then, you know, you were just so outnumbered. You, so, know, you had no place to be there. You're just trying to rollerblade, man. You're right. Just having a good time. And no one was coming after me. I wasn't a target. It was just this very intense part of time. So I leave. And as I'm heading back, more and more stores are getting organized, looted. Like people are driving in with a car, getting out of the car, going into these businesses that I've been going past every day for the past two years and just taking whatever they want. So I get back home and I basically say to you guys, you guys were totally right. This is crazy. People are going nuts. And all of a sudden, right outside of the the place I live in, there's a 7-Eleven and a, like a mini mart. And all of a sudden, the cars start coming. Cars after cars after cars. People getting out of their cars. And they're all just looting the stores that I love so dearly that are awesome. If I need batteries, that's where I go. And this wow. is right next door to you, too. Next I mean, door. This, we're talking yeah. like, like, like I could throw less, a rock right now and, and yeah. hit the store. Like less than, less than 100 feet away. Yeah, yeah. And, and I can't believe it. So I'm sitting there at the top of my balcony. I'm on the top unit. And I'm FaceTiming my, my friend and uh, which in retrospect was a stupid idea. Right. But I don't know. I but mean, you got to show somebody what's going on. Yeah, yeah. of course. I'm like, yeah. bro, you can't believe this. Yeah. Right. It's 2020, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, who knows what June has in store for us. Right. <laughs> so I'm oh. chilling on my balcony and I'm FaceTiming my friend. And this dude, as he's peeling out, points at me with a room full of scary looking people and says, Look at that mother effer on the top floor. He's filming us. 
let's go in and get his ass. And he yells that at me and he must be 15, 20 feet away from me. That's terrifying. And yeah, I just look at myself unreal. and uh, I go right in the shower because I just shat myself, right? <laughs> uh, but at that moment, clean up, I man. realized how defenseless I felt yeah. and how scared I felt. Yeah. And I literally posted up next to the door because I don't know. I don't know what these people are going to do. Like, what, what? It's not pretty hard to jump a fence and go in and just not knock that, in. Not that, not they had like crowbars and like tools to break and enter, right? It was, it was, it was actually and worse you, and much worse. And man. much it wasn't even and, just and that. We'll just get into that. But, yeah, but. yeah, we can. And yeah. part of me just assumed, right? My naiveness was thinking, oh, they would never do such a thing because clearly there's a much better, you know, this is what they're doing. But my thought process is at what point, like you said, that mob mentality, do people just start getting primal and start really up in the game? So it was a very scary moment in the life. Yeah. And I know you guys both had similar experiences. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Think, I think Mario probably had a, a crazier experience think, than everybody. I think mine was just the marathon aspect of it. Um, so I live in downtown Los Angeles. Might have got this my, uh, light up. No, I'm gonna do the same. Yeah, I think I think it's. I think I'll let you about, start the trend yeah, here, I but I think we have reached that that past G portion of the podcast. Perfect. And this is also a first of the Len Jones Party of Two podcast. It's not a shame to enjoy a a good uh, stogie with some friends. Well, I just recently I just recently met. I just bought these cigars from a cigar owner just up the street. Oh yeah, I'll, tell this story. This is incredible. Oh, yeah, God. I feel so bad for everybody. I in haven't the city. heard of this yet. I feel so bad for everyone in the city. Unreal. It's, so it's so bad. And he was telling me about his store. There's a store, a cigar shop in Santa Monica. That's probably on like, I don't know, second and Broadway. Yeah. That's for Ashing. Got it. Okay. And he was telling me that he was asking me, Hey, so how's things going? I'm like, I asked him actually first, like, did you make everything? Okay. He's like, no, uh, my store got absolutely just ransacked. He lost hundreds of thousands of dollars of product. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. But that is just awful. I know. Meanwhile, there were there were cops and and people across the street that were protecting the mall, just watching, not doing anything because they didn't have the numbers to be able to do things. And he was like, you know, I pay taxes. I pay for this stuff just to see this thing happen like years like decades of my work just go down the drain he's probably paid several salaries of individual police officers you know with all the taxes that he's paid and 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 then you have them standing across the street virtually doing nothing and and we saw it on the news you you said you watched the youtube feed i mean they didn't they didn't arrest anybody you know they were just watching people smash windows watching people run out to be fair to the la and santa monica please PD. do yeah absolutely. they there's no way they could have and mm. that's true what would they have done also true yeah they, like, there, there's no way there was no way it was truly at at certain points absolutely mob mentality where you had thousands and of, of course people. there's a lot more going on behind this whole thing absolutely you know absolutely mean? and that's it a cannot whole, get violence yeah. under no circumstance and we're not going to touch that but. yeah that's a whole nother conversation but um the the bad part the 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 bad part of this was what happened to the people of Los Angeles and Santa Monica and and the the, the San Fernando Valley it happened ended up happening in the San Fernando Valley too that's not a rich community that's completely unfair to these people of the city it's it was it's heart wrenching to watch and heart, even more heart wrenching to walk around the town now and see the plywood and know that behind that is like looted dreams it's just like oh my yeah, that's so a great sad. way to put it, man. Looted dreams. It is. You know? It's people's life work that yeah, just got. Yeah, absolutely. The, the, think about the small business owner. And, and you always think about the small business owner, right? And 
and we talk about like what happened coronavirus and shutting down businesses and yeah. uh, and the yeah. small business yeah. owner that gets just crushed from all this and and you're seeing the the large companies and and kind of consolidating getting bigger and bigger and better and better yeah. through all this but but yeah. you know the mom and pop that's been doing this the 35 years have been doing it well they're 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 suffering man and and they're continuing to suffer and this was just another blow to them and you know there's no there's no uh nobody care no not, not nobody cares but whoever's doing the the looting and all that and they, you know they're really hurting the 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 small the small business owner and, and at the end of the day you know the american kind of dream in the american people you know and, and it's tough it's tough it's, to watch it's, it's yeah i can't I thank thank god like you know i don't have a business that got looted or yeah 100 like but i can only imagine how that would feel to be ransacked like that it would be and you the ability all, to do nothing all of your security like in life like your income security your property security well, well your, and it's also you you lose the ability to just put this burden on say the authorities to protect you all of a sudden yeah you're put in a position where you have no after being other told, choice after but being, decide to protect yourself yeah. and your business and that's a not a good and position particularly in california after decades of california telling you you don't need to own any sort of protective uh, assets like the state will take care of it. Don't worry. You have police. That's what police are for. There's no reason anybody should own anything to protect themselves with. I mean, there's a couple of lawsuits right now over certain laws in California where the state's, the state's position is you don't need to own these, these assets because the, that's why we have police. And I think over the past couple of days, that veil of the police will always be there for you has been absolutely just shredded and, um, well, I mean, he just he just gave it in his example. He did, exactly. You know, there was yeah, police and, across the street from the cigar owner shop that lost hundreds of thousands of dollars and could do nothing about it. And you had them standing right across the street. And because these looters, if they were to leave their position, they would have looted the mall, which yeah, is yeah, exactly. a lot. Yeah. larger loss. Absolutely. Way bigger lot. They're just cutting their losses. They but, were standing at the Third Street Promenade because those are the biggest businesses. But if you were just adjacent to that, you're a fair game. But as a business owner, as the cigar shop owner, don't you feel and don't we all feel that this individual should have at least had the ability to to attempt to deter people from entering his shop and, and choosing his to to loot, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, I 100 I, percent I agree. I mean, at some point. So my experience was it was. was yeah. It yeah was sorry, more, we got on a tangent. Yeah. There. I mean, well, this guy's kind of trans this uh, transition as well. Hold on. Give me one. Yeah. Mario's whole transition is is pretty nuts and i've heard this story two different ways but each time i've heard it you you uncover different details because it's I just mean, well there's there's infinite details to it it was a marathon um experience so really. start them from the beginning yeah so starting the, the 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 first inkling of something being off was on thursday um the downtown los angeles has um always has protests going on it's, it's kind of like a natural uh, place for protests to happen all the state and local buildings city hall it's all in the same place and there's this beautiful park where people can gather which is great it's like perfect for people to gather in good times in good times and in bad times right i mean like Fair you know, we have the right to protest right we have a first amendment for a reason we have a right to protest and uh and i believe in it as well absolutely absolutely whether there's a virus or not i believe we have the right to protest <laughs> and also uh, true a whole nother a whole nother conversation um so there's often protests, but um, for it to happen on a Thursday in downtown is is off. And you, you hear the helicopters. That's the first inkling. When you hear the helicopters and you hear more than one helicopter, you know, oh, something's up. Really bad car accident. Something happened weird. 
So I start looking around. I start, you know, I have people who live in downtown who I can talk to. I also have Twitter and I can, you know, quickly figure out what's going on. And it's the, the, the protests. And the first night was absolutely peaceful, absolutely calm on Thursday night. Nothing happened. All right. The protest, it's gone. It's over. And, um, I'm like, all right. So I wake up on Friday. Yeah. You know, I've been working from home for the past two months, working from home. But now I hear the helicopters at noon, a noon on a Friday. That's, that's definitely weird. There's no way there should be people out on a Friday. Um, and as the night continues, um, I think we were even, we were even playing Call of Duty. I'm pretty sure. Oh no, no, sorry. I was playing with my, I have, a, I have another set of friends. I was playing video games with my set of what? friends. What? Yeah. Can you believe it? I have other friends who I play. Whoa. Hold on. Who dude. I play Xbox with. Would you believe it? It's uh, I, I'm sorry to break that to you, Chris. I, yeah. I'm, I'm totally fine. Speaking of which, we just totally bailed on Dom. Dom, tech, Dom messaged us asking if you want to play some Warzone. I told Did him. Did he? Oh, I, I left I, my phone I, over there. I told reason. him, I told him we're, we're, we're podding. So hopefully he respects that. We're network podcasting. Shout out with the best ever. Yeah, absolutely. 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 The goat of, of podcasting. That's right. Um, In my book, at least. So I tell my friends like, hey, I got to go because I start hearing screaming. And when I can start hearing screaming and helicopters and sirens, this is at maybe like five. I'm like, it's getting it's getting serious out there. And so the natural thing for me to do, I live in a, uh, not a high rise. I live in a like a, an old uh, 1920s apartment building in downtown Los Angeles. And uh, I go up to the roof and that's a natural meeting place for all the residents when anything weird is happening. Um, so I go up there, there's a couple of people up there and we start looking over the edge of the roof. You guys have both been there for our brobecues and uh, <laughs> damn right. <laughs> Shout out your salmon. Yeah. I say, yeah, my rest in peace. We should, we should, we all should take an Alaska trip. And go, I'm on board yeah, as long as it's in some, August. Cause we know how I well, feel it's, about it's, the cold. It's, yeah. I mean, when it's, 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 it's in late California July, so. makes you soft. Oh my God. It makes you so soft. Yeah. It's a shame. That in Florida, you it's know, I spent too much time in warm weather. I grew up in Boston, but you would never know. You really wouldn't. You'd never this know. This kid cries when it goes below 65. Rightfully so. Yeah, it's a yeah. It's, that's not. We don't pay all these taxes to have weather below seventy degrees. Okay? Yeah. Them you tears know, don't taxes freeze. Taxes are a different, <laughs> a different. <laughs> Them tears don't freeze. <laughs> I'm up there within the roof of uh, my building with all these people, felt. and we rapidly start to realize this is not a protest anymore. Well, there might be a protest elsewhere, but what we're seeing is people, um, starting to lose, uh lose contact with what's real. Uh, the first thing that really is like, wow, this is happening was there was a guy with a flamethrower. It wasn't a, it wasn't a liquid flamethrower, like one that sprays and burns where it hits. It was just a gases, a gas flamethrower, but he, he had a backpack with gas and a f- nozzle that he was. The first thing I noticed was that he, there was, was a, he's on the open street, this is open street. This is an open street in downtown middle of skyscrapers, right by the library the, the central library it's like a less than 100 feet away what from time it. is it this is this is just about getting dark so this is like maybe like eight or so it was, it was like you know there's still light in the sky but the sun was no longer up and um this guy there's a bus a city bus a metro bus full of people at this point um going home from work uh and he just lights up the side of this bus with his flamethrower and if i was on that bus i would have been I, I didn't need to go to the bathroom yeah, because I just had an accident. Yeah, I hope there's toilet paper on that bus because, yeah. Because yeah. holy smokes, man. And I turned to the person on, the, on my fellow resident. And I'm like, yo, did you just see that? That guy's a flamethrower. It wasn't like a military flamethrower, but it was good enough that you would seriously maim someone. And then we started seeing people throw 
tables, like the tables that are outside of like, you know, restaurants and stuff like that. This is Thursday, right? This is no, this is Friday. Friday. Thursday was completely peaceful. Completely peaceful. Got it. So this and is Friday now. This is Friday at this point. Yeah. So um Got it. Yeah. Um I'm, I'm not sure. I think the real situation started Saturday, man. Saturday was Saturday was the when it went down. Was when yeah, that's when it got ratcheted up to, to thir- at least here to level twelve. Yeah. Um so I I realized like, wow, this is a situation. And then I continue to watch. And these people start throwing tables and benches and bats through windows of everything and anything made of glass, dentist shops, um, optometry, just nothing like for no particular reason. Subway. What are you gonna get on subway? You're gonna steal all the. You like, get a sandwich, man. You're gonna get that American or uh, <laughs> or a provolone. Yeah, I um, really like the egg one. You know, with the cheese. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So it's they a college thing. So I the, guess. these people are just walking around, just breaking everything. Breaking they can. everything. Yep. Yeah, everything they can with tools. like as if it's a game, as, like, it, like Grand Theft Auto. Uh, yes. Exactly. Exactly. Like That's it's wild. like like there's no like there's no rules. And from my roof, I can see down the way that there's there are police, but they're they're holding, which I'll come to realize later, that their strategy was we're going to hold intersections. And we're going to, because if you hold an intersection, you can prevent people from going down certain streets. And instead of trying to hold a perimeter, they would just hold intersections. And um, unfortunately, there was no police presence at my uh, intersection. And I could see them down the way on the one street down the way on the other street but there was no one there for us um and i realized like this is a situation then they start using incendiary devices i don't know what they're using but they were throwing things that would burn for like um it wasn't like a molotov cocktail it was like it was was almost like if you threw a candle with a bunch of wicks that would just burn for like five minutes they were throwing these into these like stores and stuff like that and it was starting to get like thermite it's it's which is like like the most, I mean, out of everything you just said, that right there is the most harmful thing. Someone like you Absolutely. could light an entire building on fire, an entire block on fire, right? We're downtown. A, These are buildings are next door to each and other, you're just, and you can and just see this, and they're huge, right? And and not only are they huge, but people live in there, right? Like they're like yeah, sure, yeah, it, might, it might be it yeah. might be a Starbucks on the ground. So let's just pause. Where are they? Where, like well, so where are the typically in a situation like that in a civilized society that can handle that yeah cops you, come in they take f- care of you it phone the cops that like, guy goes to jail for the rest of like, his life we got right? a guy with the flamethrower and the cops are like we'll be there <laughs> yeah. and in los angeles that might take 20 minutes but um yeah typically they'd be there uh but so my 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 resident the resident who's in the building with me here he starts calling the cops but he's just it's just ringing out you dial 911 and you're not getting an answer and uh no EMS, no police. It's just it's just ringing for like. This is still Friday. This or? is still Friday. Jeez. Yeah, I, I I stopped calling the cops after Friday. There's no reason. Um, because they just wouldn't pick up. They wouldn't pick up, or if they did pick up, they'd say we don't have any assets to send you. Um, so, uh, it's just ringing out, and I realize we're all right. Well, whatever we have in our building, we're on our own, and they're on our street down there, and I start realizing like, well they're starting to try to smash the windows of our building. And if they're throwing incendiary devices, there's 120 souls in my building that have nothing to do with anything completely innocent and that have, there's no reason they should be in danger. And so I run downstairs and I talk to my security guard guy who looks like he's seen a ghost. He's just, Oh my God, what do I, what do I do? And I'm like, I grab him. I was like, dude, I was like, why don't I give you my number so you can call me if you see anything crazy to let's get out there and check this out let's see what's going on 
we go out in the street. There's guys with baseball bats. There's guys with crowbars running everywhere. It's chaos. It's dark now at this point, and it's it's lawless. It's completely complete breakdown of uh, everything you would have expected in a city. And um, I so my building is on a corner of a block, and we I run around the corner, and there's a guy trying to use a skateboard to smash into a place called Pinch's Tacos, and I it's a kid. It's like a 16 year old kid. Like must really like their tacos. Must really like the tacos. I grab the kid. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like, why, why are you doing this? this is it's pinches tacos. Like, what are you going to, what are you going to do? It's like, it's a minority owned business. You can't, you can't destroy this. It's like right up, right on the roof. It says like real Mexican food by real Mexicans. And, um, and he's like, he's like, Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. So, so that just showed us that this, there was no this dude was just breaking everything. This dude was just, just if there was glass, you, you were, just called him out. I just on called it, him out, like, and dude, that just what got gonna, him upset. Yeah, it just, it's just he's like he's like, oh yeah, you're right. I shouldn't be doing this. It was purely just oh, mob. It was just mob mentality. And so um, instead of instead of using a skateboard to try to smash through a window, he's like he's like, oh I oh yeah yeah you're right. I shouldn't be doing this. I did snap him out of it for one moment, like just talking to somebody who was like in reality like brought him back to reality temporarily. And he just kind of like wandered off into the street, hundreds of people in the street going every which direction. There was cars driving 50 miles an hour down a one way, which I can only imagine were people who were terrified and were stuck because the lines of people were like the protests and otherwise were blocking traffic movement and EMS movement, right? Whether it was police or ambulance and fire, they were blocking the movement. So there was fires burning on in all the intersections, pretty much every intersection had a fire at some point in it. Um, like, uh, like lawn furniture, any bits of plastic or like, you know, like the signs that people like open for business signs, they would rip those off and throw them in the middle of the street and they light them on fire. And it'd take about a half hour for the, any sort of fire department to show up. These fires were just burning in the street, smelling like burning rubber. And, uh, so, and this is downtown, this is downtown Los, Los, Angeles. Los Angeles and this is before 10 PM. And nuts. Yeah. And so, I, uh, I talked to my one friend who I trust a lot in my building. I'm like, we have a situation. We have a, a deadly situation and I trust him a lot. And, um, you know, we, we, we both have skills that can help protect the building and there's innocent people in this building who deserve to be protected. And I don't know, I've never been put in this situation before. I have no military training. I have no emergency training really to speak of it's all like 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 you know taught to me by my parents and my grandparents all my survival skills that you always speak of like you know to me it doesn't i don't think of it as survival skills i think of it as just like general knowledge but i guess they are survival skills and so i just it's just like this like this protector instinct in me that i never really had before this moment like really kicked in like i have to make sure that these people in this building are okay and I spend the next, from that point, six hours. It's like 10 p.m. till 4.30 a.m. Awake on my roof by myself, making sure that nobody does anything reckless with our building. I couldn't protect all the buildings. I set up, I, for the first half of the night, we were using the spotting scope that you use for target practice, the the assi- not the rifle scope, but the assistant. I was just going to clarify that. Yeah, yeah. It's not not a rifle scope. It's not a rifle scope. Be clear here. <laughs> it's yeah. the it's the assistance scope. It's it's the it's, it's like a, a glorified binocular. It's a glorified binocular. Yeah. Who you? It's a team. So when you're doing long range target shooting, you have a team of two: one person with a rifle, one person with the tar- with the spotting scope, 
And the person with the spotting scope is assisting the person with the rifle to shoot. So this Which is a high power. Is a hell of a spotter, by the way. Yeah, you, natural, hell of a natural. So absolutely. So this is a high powered, like this is a high powered binocular, basically that was allowing us to. Eventually, we were able to get through to the police, and we were just calling in license plate after license plate after license plate of cars who were driving in looters. Every single business in downtown got hit. Every single one. There isn't a single store in downtown. That didn't get broken. What about into. my crepe guy, man? I'm sorry. The, the crepe guy, that you know, he's one of my favorites. I really, really like those. So that crepes. place is actually gone. Um, no, actually, really? they had shut down That's about a bad. year ago. It's wow. now it's now a sushi a sushi roll bar. Which oh, is fine because now they have liquor. He was like have, a real have, Parisian. He was. No, that's not fine because they had great crepes. I didn't know. Was, I didn't know what crepes were until Talladega Nights. You know that scene, Ricky Bobby. Ricky no. Bobby. I don't know the scene that you're talking about exactly. I'm pretty sure they talk. They talk about crepes and how they're like mini pancakes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it came back quick when you it said did, it. It did. It did. Um, yeah. So that place is now a sushi place. But yeah. So looters broke into that, and there's nothing in there. There's some raw fish and some sake and they took a couple bottles of sake and they ripped the cash box out of the register and threw it on the ground and surprise, there's nothing in the cash box because places don't leave cash in cash boxes. And um, they I mean, just, I didn't think it was a surprise, but they smashed out all the windows. The pointless. 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 They broke into Starbucks and stole a bunch of mugs i suppose and then just continue to smash windows they broke into there's a verizon wireless store they got some, some loot phones. they got some loot out of that they got some loot, sure. yeah and speakers and everything else at this point though there's so many people on the street and so few cops that there is absolutely no assets to deploy to these hotspots they ransacked the jewelry district and you're just watching this from this bird's eye view from my from my yeah from my through the roof of my apartment um it's like an open air roof, right? I'm watching from the roof of my apartment and completely helpless to the situation other than calling in license plates to the police, which I called in. We called in a couple. Not enough. I doubt anything will come of that. Maybe I, you know, hopefully they can help some of the people who got uh, stuff taken from them, but um, completely helpless. There's nothing you can do. Um, and this is around midnight or 1 a.m. And at some point, everybody starts, everyone who was up on the roof, who I was with, like working with to like call out these like license plates and stuff like that, starts leaving and going back to. So you're just you're on the phone, just calling license plates to, to the cops. Yeah, like yeah, like like November, Mike, Bravo, six, four. So three, any 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 white, vehicle Kia. that was doing something illegal, you were basically yeah. just like echoing it. In. Yeah, yeah, and I, you know, we they were writing those those numbers. Then? I presume. You they, hope. I hope they probably I were just hope. like, yep, yeah, that's great, sir. That's oh, thank you very much. Who knows what they were doing? Um, hey, you did your part, man. We, yeah, well, that's so, I, so helpless. Like you said, so helpless just to watch it unfold. It was just unreal in real time. It was like scenes out of a movie. It was like the purge or like Black Hawk Down. There was roving like groups of like 20 men with bats and crowbars that were just running through the streets banging on metal poles just to make noise just to intimidate what I, I imagine just to intimidate um and not a not a police asset to be seen just anarchy and my concern was that they would start a fire in our building like they had in other buildings and then you would have an entire building of 120 souls children women men in pajamas in the middle of the night have to be forced onto the street into this situation because there's a fire in the building that's not a situation. Can you imagine being a kid being forced out into the street where there's like groups of like 30 guys with baseball bats? No, you never forget that. No, 
That's not fair. That's not fair to anybody. And so I stayed up the entire night on Friday making sure that no one did anything nefarious. And if I saw anybody doing anything weird with our building for smart, wisely or unwisely, I would run downstairs and confront them. And typically when you confront them. That's a lot of stairs. Well, I took an elevator. <laughs> All right. 13 floors is, yeah, I would have been. Clarification. Clarification, yeah. yeah. I, would, I, would, I was like, I would, damn, man, I would you're run, fast. I would, run, fat, down, man, I would man. run to the elevator like, uh, uh, fast, ground floor, man. ground floor, and go down and confront them. I only do it a couple times, thankfully, um, because it's restaurants and like my buildings. It's like there's not a lot to like loot in my building. Yeah, you, primarily residential. Primarily residential, you. yeah. And But across the street, it was it was. I mean, residential. We're talking about skyscrapers here. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was. It's a city, right? It's it's like any city, and it was going bananas across the street, though. So, um, I just didn't. I just in my mind, I could. I could only imagine a scenario where everyone in our building is forced onto the street in this chaos, and how unfair that would be to all like the women and children in the building. And I like this protector instinct just came on me. Like I am going to stay awake. I'm going to watch as the night went on. Flash fat Take two flashbang grenades going off um and this isn't call of duty this is la this is this is downtown los angeles yeah there would there were like roving groups of police would run through and like throw like like smoke and tear gas and like flashbangs to like clear people out and then the people would run away and then the police would leave to go to the next hot spot and they would come back and just continue to loot. And, and to LAPD's credit, man, they really did a good job with containment for and what, making sure for, that this didn't the, go beyond what what, the, what was downtown on, the, on Friday. On Friday, they did not they did not go outside downtown. I, from my and they, I mean, even in even we'll get to it in a moment. I, I, I probably here, but um, even in in later times here, they they really did a good job with containment for for the assets they have and the lack of manpower. Like I don't know if you know this, but LA has half the number of half the headcount of police per capita that New York does. So for the assets, for the assets they have and the space they have to cover, astounding job. Well, I guess that answers our, we were, we were kind of debating on the cigar shop earlier. I guess that really kind of hammers down on the point as to why they weren't necessarily running across the street to stop the looting. They were trying to contain it yeah, into it's a certain area. Yeah, bad people. It's, it's, and they were saying this on Channel 7 News, I believe, when we were watching the live stream, is that the news channels are just watching people loot these stores and there's just no way that there's enough there's police. No you, it, it's in, if you just look at the numbers of the amount of stores, the amount of police there are, it was an organized attack on these stores. It, it, it really was an organized attack. There was cars of cars. There, there of, were people going from city from from area to area. I don't know if it's city to city, neighborhood to neighborhood, however you want to describe it, inside within the Los Angeles County area. Like there were the same cars that were identified in Santa Monica, identified later in Long Beach, and then continued on. I mean, That's you, crazy. you want to talk about organization? They, they literally just kind of boom, 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 one to one. Did, you, the next did you read about that? No, I heard it right on the news. Same thing. They're saying it. I don't know. I didn't watch it too much, but uh, the one That's that I did so crazy. watch was like, that same What thing. we're telling is like was on the news. Yeah, you can go on YouTube <laughs> and this watch is real it. life. <laughs> you can go on YouTube and watch it. And so that was, and then so I stayed up all night. There was fireworks. They were shooting fireworks like the mortars that you can get in, down in Mexico. We're pretty close to the Mexican border here. So you can go down to Mexico and get like was professional this, this grade mortars. This was the mortars. crazy night or then the next the day? Next no, this, night is, was, this is the calm, the this tame. Is, this, is the, this is the intro it's night. Friday. This is like the warm up. Okay, the, man. Yeah. We're just preheating the oven over yeah, well, here. Chris has a, you have, you went out the next night and you got, I the, did, you, you had it first, you had it first before yeah. I did the second night, but yeah. we'll, get, and we'll get into that in a moment and yeah. I'll, so, I'll share mine, but fireworks going off stuff, next man. to my head because they were launching mortars, professional grade, like fireworks at buildings. Um, yeah, that's, that's, 
terrible. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a great way to light places on fire. <laughs> Especially here. I mean, we talked about fire danger, and we didn't really get into it earlier. I know, yeah. I know we were going to talk oh, about this it. This place but is a giant tinderbox. Yeah, it's it's really dry. I mean, you hit the wrong palm tree, and, and I'm sure you Pull saw that. We saw. I know you saw it in Hollywood, and I'm, I'm yeah. almost positive you saw it in downtown, but that thing's on fire in 10 seconds. Yeah, like, absolutely. The whole entire yeah. top of it. Yeah, and anything near it is on fire. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not a good situation. Yeah, so fire is a really serious very problem serious here. problem. Very serious problem. And if you ask that person that throws that in when he burns down an entire freaking building, I bet he doesn't say that was his intention. He's just he's some just crazy. Acting, he's just acting out of like like the mob mentality. Like there's there's like there's no rules at the moment, and I'm going to take advantage of the no rules situation. I'm going to do whatever. It's almost like people thought they were in Grand Theft Auto or something like that. Like I, you know, murder like like arson doesn't matter because I can just like jump in my car and drive away. You know three star like it's crazy three star be damned like you know? it is it's crazy just, yeah. and it's definitely the minority it, it has to be right yeah, oh, at least we have was. to think it is like these weren't these weren't the protesters the protesters were oh yeah of course yeah. of course these and, were this and was they a, were making the protesters look bad they were Absolutely. they were this is a different group of people this is a professional class of people that were doing this mm-hmm. and it was it was mm-hmm. amazing to see but i spent i spent the whole night up till 4 a.m until it really started to clear out until the, you could see the light on the horizon um up on the roof of my building basically checking running defense and being exhausted and terrified all night. And, uh, it's an experience I won't soon forget. So that was, should we we go over to the next day? (laughs) That was, that was Friday night. That was, that was the tame night. That was, that was the, some semblance of, if you would have asked me who's in charge of the city, I would have said the, the, the government is in charge of the city at that moment. But the next night, I would have disagreed that the government was in charge of the city. It was it, it really went off the rails on Saturday night. So, Chris, you uh, I think you had the first real experiences on Saturday because yeah, it started, absolutely, it started to spread from downtown to other parts of the city. Yeah, um, which is new. And I was texting you live while while that stuff was happening with you. Yeah, uh, until yeah. I went to sleep. Right? Yeah, I was I was given the I was given the squad, the Gin Drinkers Anonymous group. Um, I was given us. Uh, oh yeah, shout out to GDA, GDA. Gin Drinkers Anonymous. Yeah, absolutely. That's our group chat. That's name. our group chat name. Yeah, yeah. not no alcoholics. Shame. We just enjoy inspired a good time. inspired by Mulholland because we honestly live off this stuff. Um, I mean, that makes us sound like alcoholics. Yeah, but. yeah, that's not. Yeah, but we, we like, do enjoy it. We do enjoy it. Dudes like to think that we do stuff like that. But, but we drink truth. it once a week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah <laughs> once, exactly. Once a week responsibly. Exactly, exactly. And then you wake up the next morning after you drink too much. You're like, oh my God, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> after <Why>? being well <laughs> hydrated. Remember those patches? You know, it took me so Oh my God, those patches. I need to get more of those. Yeah, I have some still. Do you use them all? Wow, no, I think I still have legend. some. Those patches are bullshit. What? I felt great, dude. dude I don't. I disagree. They wire you, dude. <laughs> I was like... All jacked up on Mountain Dew to give you a Talladega. They Nights give you a little buzz. They give you a little buzz. Yeah, Basically, absolutely. there's these patches. They're like hangover patches that if you take, if you put it on your skin, where only like your underarm or something like that. I mean, mine Anywhere, was on like my pelvis area. They, yeah, they, I don't know. I was told to put it like on my on like right. right Bird, right, I, right, I felt right that pelvic vein mm-hmm. area. Right oh, there. apparently it. loads you with vitamins to help. B12. With your, it's just like it's what is it? Fifty-five thousand percent of your daily vitamin B12 or something. Which is very egregious. Pre- very preemptive. It's I mean. <laughs> Seems like it's a bad idea. Looking <laughs> at the percentage, fifty-five thousand percent of anything is usually too much of anything. Yeah, is, you know that yeah. whole saying there. That's a, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, anyway, yeah, <laughs> sidetrack. Everybody said it at the same time. I love. <laughs> All right, so we're on the same page. Yeah. So Saturday, the next day, when when the protests have left downtown, and now we're we're spreading into different parts of the city, and uh, Ian has what, was Santa Monica Sunday. 
Santa Monica was Sunday. Santa Monica was Sunday. Yeah, was the next I left. I left Sunday night because it was too sketchy. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm fortunate. I live right on the beach, and and I mean, it, people ran by yelling in their microphones and all that. But really, what it is is more than which that. is okay. Like that's okay. Yeah. Like, protesting's fine, but that like it's a residential area. There's nothing yeah, to loot. Exactly. Like, if they There's were looting, nothing. they were trying to hurt people. You know, and, and that's a whole different story. Yeah. Um, which fortunately didn't happen. Right. So. I felt relatively safe, but you're right here next to a storefront. You, you you clearly got threatened. I mean, that's a whole different, again, another different story. But uh, that's Sunday. Yeah, yeah that's round but now three. here we, yeah, but that's so, that's. So we heard about version. Friday. Now we're going into Saturday. Yeah. Going and, into Saturday, and, and, and Chris, I don't think you had talked to Mari about this yet. You you guys haven't talked. I had I had only I mean my experience or my understanding was that it was happening in downtown. I was texting while it was happening on Friday, I believe. Yeah, and I think I think the, right? the, the yeah I was texting because you yeah. texted me that somebody hit somebody with a flamethrower, and I was like, yeah, what? Yeah, and I think I think the reality. <laughs> I, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but the reality doesn't hit you until you're in it. Mm-hmm. Like you're like. I was oh, like, oh, wow. that's crazy. That's but, crazy, bro. Right? right? Yeah. And everybody listening is going to be like, oh, that's crazy. But, you know, and they might have experienced some of it. Some people. Yeah. Uh, people. Hopefully like, you don't have to. Shouts out to my brother in New York. He uh, he got some of that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had a whole new respect for police and, and oh. people that are in the front lines. Of Can just you imagine? Dealing with yeah. They're talking about defunding police police after this, you know, and, yeah. and, and I don't want to get too far into it. But, but I, I I mean, that sounds a little crazy. After I mean, that's, what a, I just saw. that's that's a world that would be. We'll call it interesting to live in. I feel Absolutely. I feel I feel reasonably comfortable given my skill set and assets to survive a world with no police, but I fear for people who don't have that. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, um Saturday I had spent the whole day at the beach, you know, and I don't know about everybody else, but I, I'm not a phone type of person, especially yeah. at the beach when I'm enjoying waves yeah. and, a, and a beautiful girl and, and some sand, right? Mm-hmm. So that's all a man needs. A true, a true California. <laughs> what right else there. do you need, right? Uh, I mean, a true California might have a surf surfboard, but hey, I'm not from here. I was, I was, I was doing my best. Yeah, at I this tried. Whole attempt. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'd spent the whole day out there, and and I had no idea what was going on. I don't, I forget if it was. There's so much beach here. I don't know if it was north or south, Huntington, Santa Barbara. I forget which one. But you know, I had spent the day. You know, I come back and and you know, kind of shower, and I'm and I'm and I'm heading back to her place, and and just kind of swinging back to Hollywood and man, I, I had no idea. Right. And, and to me, I'm just driving you so know, this, through the night and she was, in the, is, she was in the car with you at this point. No, no, no. This oh, is no, just no. me okay, and, and I'm driving case, over yeah. and, and I'm, and I'm swinging by. And, and when I say I have no idea, I mean like literally zero idea that, yeah. that anything is happening outside of downtown. And, uh, I jump off the highway and the first thing I have, I, I pull off the highway and probably mm-hmm. like, a minute or two into into i think it was west hollywood at this point there's this white suv that just literally is is coming straight at me headlights on peels out to the to to my left and, and goes into the other lane and a bunch of people hop out and they start looting a sneaker store and i'm like so it's always the footlock you know, they're like I, but i have no idea you know i'm like holy shit you know what is going on <laughs> it's know? crazy the sneaker stores are the first to go yeah, yeah. It's, don't live near a sneaker store. love street value yeah. yeah yeah but uh it's, dude like i mean people just kind of hopping out like five six people jumping out smashing windows grabbing and and i'm you know me and and i'm not the guy right in front of it so there's there's a suv there's a car and then there's me and this guy's honking you know and i'm like dude i, I don't know if honking is your best <laughs> You know, kind of defense here. You, Get out of the you, way. You just move, you know. <laughs> so this guy's honking at them and like provoking. Excuse me. And they, exactly. Hey, excuse know? me. Yeah. Are you serious? <laughs> you know, and I'm like, dude, you got to stop that. So Get him, Karen. You know, eventually, <laughs> eventually this white SUV 
peels out backward, you know, puts it in full on reverse, like peels out as fast as you possibly can backwards back into the same lane. And I'm like, oh, hell no. Mm -hmm. I go around the car in front of me and like kind of like peel out, you know, I got the mini, you know, we talked about it earlier. This is when the mini mini maneuvers very well. It does, yeah. Small, small, nice, you know, kind of, you know, quirky, quick. Exactly. Really, really. A little jackrabbit. Exactly. Exactly. I got the turbo in it. So we have a lot of fun. And I just, and I just went right, right out of there. You know, I was like, no way. Around that car through the first one. And I'm like, Holy shit, that was crazy. Still don't know that that, that this is like linked to protests and, and obviously you just don't think of it, right? You yeah, have to put yeah. yourself in my shoes again. Just spent a day in the sun, really enjoying waves and and, and just having fun. And if you're not any if you're not if you're like if you're like five blocks away from this, you have no idea what's happening. None. None. But but this is the beginning, yeah. right? This is like the first yeah. thing that that I notice, mm-hmm. right? And then I'm driving and I continue going and all of a sudden I start you know, and I have my windows closed and I get these like really strange smells. There's like tons of smoke and I'm like, oh, what is going on? Like 25 police cars. And like, I didn't even know these existed, but there's like police trucks. Yeah. With, with, with the, like the, the rails on the side yeah, for the guys like, hang on. Yeah. yeah. Like eight to 12 guys on each side hanging off the side of it, fully strapped, you know, like not just pistols. We're talking like, like semi-automatic yeah, rifles and riot gear. Yeah. Riot shields. Like yeah. the whole, the whole entire thing. And I see like 25 of them going past me and I'm like, Wow. You know, this is, this is getting weird, you know, and, I, and I'm still driving, you know, I'm just like, all right, well, I'm going to get to where I'm going. You're on Fairfax. Yeah, I, it was going, I, I, I always blank on anyway, streets, yeah, but I'm going sure. up yeah, towards West, Melrose and, and towards yeah. like yeah. the looting, like, you know, looking back now, I know it was happening at the Melrose, Melrose and then it was happening at the next one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm driving on a street yeah. that's, that goes gotcha. through both of these. Gotcha. And I had no idea, but I'm just driving right into it. Yeah. Right. And you know, the smoke's happening and everything's happening. And all of a sudden, like, I start getting the smoke getting so thick, starts to get so thick, and I can probably see 10, 20, 25 feet in front of me. And all of a sudden, this thing blows up right to my right, like probably 50 ish feet, I would say, in an alleyway. And it was just like, like this whole thing. And like, turns out it was like a flashbang grenade literally blows up next to my car as I'm driving through Hollywood. The loud. Yeah. Wow. Oh, loud. I, I thought my windows blew up. <laughs> I was I looked at my window and I was like poking to see if it was yeah. still there. I was like, what just happened? You know, I'm, no way. It's like it, it puts fireworks to shame. Yeah, but this was my first. This is how I got introduced yeah. to the riots. You know, I was like, welcome, what? Welcome yeah. to LA. Yeah. 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 Hi, welcome. <laughs> welcome to Los Angeles. And, and here I am just Enjoy driving. Your stay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and I see just just and then you know, it kind of becomes apparent, you know, like I see a bunch of cops running down, people running the other way. And, and, and then all of a sudden in the middle, like the middle of the street, I'm talking just, just people running with, with, with all kinds of goods. They had looted like the med men cannabis shop. They had looted all these different things. There was a building on fire, you know, and I'm just driving through and I was just trying to get to where I was going. And, and, and everything is all of a sudden complete mayhem. There's this white SUV that another I don't know what it is what with white SUVs but other one yeah. um, kind of like pulls out pulls out from the street to to my left here as I'm kind of like sitting right before there was like a bunch of fire trucks and like police like do not go this way right and this guy comes out and dude there's literally a guy sitting in the passenger window like this with a rifle in his arm you know and I'm like dude I have no idea this is going on and I'm like Oh my God. You know, what is, I, I have never driven so fast and, in the same, like, I was like, I'm going to take the long thank, way. Thank God yeah. for turbos. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, like literally first gear to fourth in like <laughs> half a second as fast as I could possibly get there. But it, I mean, this is just oh an everyday. God. And there was probably countless other people 
exactly like me driving through tear gas and flashbangs and burning buildings and people running and in the street. The thing is, I think there's like kids in the back seats of like some yeah. of these cars. It's like yeah, kids, unfair. dogs. I mean, like unfair. It's just like everyday unfair. families and just somebody. That, yeah, I mean, you could be coming from the grocery store. Yeah, you know, full of full of. What, Speaking what, of which, mine got broken into and tried. Somebody tried to light it on fire, but but yeah, dude, I'm just driving through and and tear gas, flashbangs, people running in the street, buildings burning. You know, and, and I'm just trying to get to where I was going, and and it, like everybody else, probably at that same time, and. And that's when I first realized that that whatever was happening right now is like I've never been the per- type of person that's like, you know, you should stay inside uh, for your own safety. But genuinely felt that you know I needed to be um, out of the streets, yeah, in my own house, Turn and that off. it was it was dangerous to to kind of make your presence felt or aware anywhere other than that actually anywhere at all i mean yeah. as long as you're not near and, and this was happening right right you know half mile quarter mile away from from where she ultimately lived and and, and horrifying um, yeah truthfully and yeah and for i can't even imagine i mean just an, I'm, a, I'm an individual man right at the same time what about a mother with with two kids that lives on that street right yeah, next to I this can't imagine it's horrifying as a woman in the city at this point like i don't know what? Yeah, and yeah. you know that's not getting publicized. How do you? I mean, how do you feel safe after that? My sister's yeah, it, it, my sister's thinking of moving here. I and uh, she's in Texas right now. I'm like, I was like, I was like, I can't in good conscience tell you that you're going to be safe in this city right now. Like, this your is, sister's a genius, by the way. She is. Yeah, yeah, shout, yeah. Absolutely. Shouts out to the sister. Yeah, she's she's she makes me look like a first grader. She'll run she'll run circles around me uh, as far as math or science goes. So yeah. She, but, but that was a good segue out of just that experience. I mean, here's Chris just chilling on the beach, doing yeah. what most people want to do in California, driving in to go into the city, not thinking anything of it. And he's just driving around in his car and boom, flashbang. So now Mario, let's go into night two. Night two. So I, I got no sleep night one um i i went back to my apartment at like 5 a.m sun sun's up i close all my blinds i try to fall asleep i can't sleep like there's no way um so i get out of bed and i start thinking to myself like all right i need to make sure that everything is is good to go because i suspect this is gonna happen again and i was thinking about leaving at this point i have places i can go but um, at this point, there was already protesters in the street, and I didn't think it was safe to load a car because this was like 10 a.m. and there's already people in the streets. So I'm like, all right, I'm in it for another night. And the sun starts going down. The day is all just peaceful protests. It's always peaceful protests during the day. It really starts to turn Which up. Is okay. Night. Yeah, absolutely. If there's anything we love more than the Second Amendment, it's got to be the first. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. 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 Cheers yeah. to that. Cheers Cheers to that. Yeah. 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 Bring it up. Yeah. We haven't done one of these yet. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. That sounded great on the headphones. It did sound yeah. great. <laughs> so I'm a minute. I'm I understand that I'm I'm going to be here another night. And I understand that it's so far it's starting to be um rambunctious. More rambunctious than the first night. It seems to be um less police even less police i think they were even stretched more thin right because there was there was protests going on in the melrose fairfax area there was yep yep that's right yeah and big time too i mean yeah, they, were burning, down they were burning on the grove the grove was on fire yeah so um major shopping center, major shopping for those center that don't know. Yep, an outdoor shopping center yeah it's like it's like a, it's it's more of a tourist attraction than anything like no one actually goes to shop like have you ever gone to shop at the grove no, absolutely not. No, there's no reason you should go. I'm shop. not a big shopper though. But that's maybe fair. If you ask some of like the women. It, what, why not? Is it? Is it? 
it's so busy that like, and then there's like, there's like, there's like stores, but it's not like all the stores you'd want. You know, saying there's like a Nordstrom and an Apple store, and those are like the only two stores I'd ever hit. There's some good yeah. restaurants there, though. There's some good I restaurants. Understand. Yeah, it's 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 like a great place you'd like go to. Like like I've gone there before, but like to walk around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like it's like an open city kind of like. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that anyway, California shopping center. They type they of lit they, there's like a anyway there's like a they police that there's place. a police kiosk there and they lit that on fire and it burned to the ground. <laughs> anyway. Um, so the police are even more stretched then. So I see even less police presence. I'm like, all right, this is going to be a, a, you know, another bananas night of just chaos. And it absolutely was, um, even more people in downtown this night. There was an, even, there was no organization to it. There was, there was a line of people against like, like there was a line of police at certain intersections. There was a line of people, and they were blocking the one ten. They oh, every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They, they, they were the one hundred one. So the one to get the, on the highway. Yeah, one hundred one. So, sorry, yeah, I always forget yeah. which one ten. Yeah, so that's another interesting. Yeah, so the one guy I was talking to in my apartment. He said that he went to the protest that went on the one hundred one, and he said that he saw them beating the windows out of a truck, like a like a, a it's semi- an everyday guy, an everyday yeah, guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He he thought he's like I want to go check out these protests because this seems like a once in a lifetime kind of event. And he said it went from zero to hero. Last thing you ever said. Yeah. Last, yeah. Zero to hero in like five seconds. Like as soon as somebody threw a bottle at the truck, the mob just descended on the truck. And people were asking him like, like yo, you need spray, a can of spray paint, man. You don't have a, like, you should have, here's a can of spray, spray paint. Like people just giving out spray paint to like tag stuff. It's, it, right outside the house. They were spray painting the wall across I, the street. I'm shocked that that lot of cars across from you was not just. Part of me wanted to walk over there and be like. This is mine now. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey there, mister. I, I just want to shout out real quick. Look, you do what you got to do, right? But the only person seeing this wall is me. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're going to tag it, maybe make it, make maybe it, make a it, picture of like some birds or something. Well, you know, just something to help me out. Something kind of chill, you know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So I realize it's going to it's going off the chain and I'm I'm doing the same uh, same drill. Even but today there's even less people in the room. I think some people had left the night before like that day. They're like, I'm getting I'm getting out of here. And I don't blame them. You should have gotten out of there. Um so I'm up on the roof and uh there's no one up there anymore. And uh my one friend's up there with me. But um I have a little ham radio. This is this is getting late. Running the same defense. There's people everywhere. There's trucks of dudes with rifles, like you said. People with handguns out there running around. People like with, we're talking like in the middle of in the, the middle of, in the middle of a city. Yeah, yeah. like skyscraper. And we're talking like, about like, people like running seventy story buildings, seventy with, story with firearms. But not only firearms, but like California illegal firearms. Trucks full of men with California illegal firearms, just jumping out, and horrifying, looting. Yeah. Guys with handguns running down the street, pointing at buildings, saying, "And you know they're illegal because you know which because firearms I, well, yeah, are." Yeah, I mean, yeah, I know, I know that you can't have an, a short-barreled rifle in California. That's not legal. And these were short-barreled or rifles, pistol grips, or pistol grips. Exactly. You That's can't even hold more, a rifle like you this can't hold a rifle a like window that. without exactly. a pistol grip. Exactly. I mean, you don't have to know much about it, but look, man, if you don't have that, then the rifle there's nowhere to hold. Right. Exactly. So this is at this point, I'm like, all right, this. If you would have asked me at that point who has control of the city. I would have said the looters. There's no the the government does not have control of Los and they Angeles. They virtually did at, at certain points at night. They did not. They the police had no effective way of of gaining control of the city. Mm-hmm. They could have they could have easily stormed. They if they would have city hall if they would have stopped looting and started like like storming city hall they could have stormed city hall taken city hall and said this is our city. I like you know. Joe no, Schmo, that would have been crazy. That, but but that's the thing. That's if if they. But actually, it wasn't 
that's revolution, right? That's, that's revolution. And that's, Mm -hmm. and that's, Mm -hmm. that's concerted. That's, that's a political movement, right? This wasn't a political movement. It's just people going this out is for people personal going bananas, game. yeah. So I have a little uh, radio that Dom left me in the height. Shout of, out to Dom shout once out to, again. Shout out to Dom. Dom, the OG, the OG survivor. Shout out. Shout out. What yeah. a guy. Uh, he left me a little radio, and I was just on the roof with it on scan. And uh, I hear over the radio calls for help, medical help, um, an address that I know where this address is. And clearly someone was using a little security radio or whatever radio they have to just shout out for help because um, they're saying that like no EMS response, unsurprising because you, one, if you dial 911 on, if you, if you dial 911 in downtown Los Angeles on Saturday night, you weren't getting an answer. If there's just, there's just no one there. They were busy. I don't think there was anybody there. Like what we're going to, what are we going to do? All the, every single police officer probably was standing in a line somewhere in the city, right? Like who are you going to send? What are you going to do? hundred percent. So, um, they called out that they needed medical assistance, um, at an address I was aware of. Um, and I couldn't hail them on the radio. I have the, the antenna I have is meant for the outdoors. It's not meant for like an urban environment with those buildings and concrete and stone. And so I think to myself, all right, what do I do? I, I, I couldn't listen to like the whales for help over radio. So I know that I have medical equipment ready to go in a bag it's right over there i haven't it hasn't left my side you so. actually have it in your i actually have right it now. right there because i'm i'm still a little traumatized from this weekend Mario I, carries I around medical bag. equipment everywhere i go <laughs> yeah, i used to not right but like now i'm like as you know chris like and as you know like it goes from zero to hero apparently now in zero seconds so like if you need to provide medical assistance it's it's something that one i can do and since i can do it i feel like i should do it so um I'm like, all right. So I, I throw all my, my, all the equipment I need into a bag that I imagine they could possibly need and head out into the town, head out into the city. It's a so, city. So you hear, so you're hearing someone calling for help on a, through a random radio channel. Yeah. I was, it was on that scan. Gave you. I was trying to, I was trying to listen to police channels and I was just having it on scan, like police, EMS, whatever. Dom gave me this radio. It was just us on scan. And I hear like shouts for medical equipment. Uh, they give an address. Oh, that's like horrifying. Yeah. It's like, you can't just sit there and do nothing. Right. Like maybe you can't. Actually, yeah. Yeah. Most, not most people would do that. Yeah. But and imagine an argument for doing it. I mean, but if, if, if you have the medical equipment and you know, like, all right, I have, I have a chest seal and I have medical equipment. I have alcohol. So what were they asking for? I don't know. You they said a guy was cut asking. on his chest. He said a guy was cut. Like, like we have a guy bleeding from his chest. I'm like, I, I imagined a stab wound or something like, like a, a lung puncture. I have a chest seal. Like I have a sucking chest wound like in a kit that I bought. And um, I'm like, all right. So I throw, I have my, my panic buying for the Rona. I bought like 30, not 30. I bought like four bottles of alcohol, like rubbing alcohol and other stuff like that. So I throw a bottle of, fresh water bottle of alcohol rubbing alcohol um tourniquets the chest seal kit like the 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 trauma kit into the bag and um i uh i excursion out into downtown running through the shadows with uh with a backpack full of medical equipment i get i roll up to the address um through i run i have to run through the lines of protesters and And what are you seeing then uh, chaos guys with chainsaws cutting through plywood to loot stores that hadn't been looted yet in that, downtown in Los downtown Angeles. chainsaws 
chainsaws, crowbars, lengths of chain. Yeah, that, that comes right before the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. Next. Like, like, Stay yeah. tuned. In 2020. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I mean, chaos. what about what about the everybody else? Like we're talking about. We're talking I mean, about. I, I know you told me people running by you with guns and yeah. And, yep. There was and, there and was trucks guns. trucks full of. There was a guy with a handgun pointing at buildings that they were like he was like directing the crowd. He's like he's like take that building. He was like had a handgun. He's like take that building and the crowd just like just like like waves in an ocean just washed upon this building and you could hear windows shattering. Guys, there was trucks rolling through the streets of downtown Los Angeles. With, like four guys in the back with like rifles. Like semi-automatic rifles, illegal in California. Um, doing there was there was no law or order, or not even law or order. There was no there was no semblance of civilization present, um, other than the buildings. That's horrifying. Other yeah. than the buildings around you, there was yeah. no semblance of civilization, and um, there was no civility. I guess is the word. And um, so I'm just I have my mask up, my hood. I have a hoodie on, but like black pants, black shoes, hood up, mask on. No one knows me from Jack. I have a backpack on. Everyone has a backpack on. I'm just running, just running through downtown. And I roll up to the address where they, where they said, where they called for equipment. And I roll up to this group of kids. Well, I said kids. We're all kids, right? No one, no one here is over 30. Um, Damn right. But I look, <laughs> we're too young for this. <laughs> I, 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 I'm running up to this group of people and there was, from what, from when I first saw it, it was a, it was a shattered glass window on the ground floor of an apartment building. And it was from, you could easily tell it was a gymnasium and there was a group of people outside. And at this point I hadn't realized, but later I'll real, I had, I would come to realize that pretty much every single apartment building had done what I had done and formed a militia of able-bodied young men with any weapons they could find baseball bats, kettlebells, golf clubs, plastic rods legal firearm whoever picked a kettlebell that guy's a sap well okay so the reason you i don't want to run into a guy with a kettlebell the reason why the guy with the kettlebell is because they broke into a gymnasium and these guys came down because once they broke into the gymnasium they had free access to the apartment building there was no like security anymore and so i think this group of guys came down once they broke in and found the gymnasium and i think the guy didn't have a weapon he just picked up a kettlebell like one of like the five pounders and um, these guys are standing there. I run up this. I'm like running at this group, right? Full, full tilt run. I'm like, I'm not trying to be out here any longer than I have to. And this, like, the saddest thing I ever saw, this kid with a, with like a Louisville slugger bat, like looks at me. He sees me. He sees me running at him full tilt. And he like squares up with like the, like the fear of God in his face. Like I'm going to have to fight somebody right now. It's like a kid. I mean like a 20, like two year old, like just graduated from college. He probably just moved to Los Angeles or just graduate from USC. Something along that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And like this small kid, no muscle, right? Like just tiny kid. And I'm running at him. He's like, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, I'm here. I'm, I'm, I was like, I was like, I heard a call for help. I have help. I put my hands in the air, right? Take my mask off, take my hood off. I'm like, I'm here. I have help. And everyone kind of like lowers their guard a little bit. They look at me like, where did you come from? <laughs> yeah. Because the only Bro. people, the only people, on the, the only people on the streets are are people who mean ill at this point. And 100%. I, I drop my bag, it's right over there. I rip it open, I toss out the trauma kit, I toss out the bottle of rubber call, I toss out because I don't know what's wrong. I can see blood on the ground. I think, 
In hindsight, I think the kid cut himself on a piece of glass because there's like shattered glass giant. You should have told me you saw you saw blood like dragged into the building. Yeah, there's they they they, they dragged like the, they dragged the homie, some kid. They dra- the homie was dragged back into the gym. Yeah, that must be like crazy because again, yeah. it's one of those things that you think if you see it, you would react a certain way, but when you're there and when, it's in front of you, everything's different. Yeah, you everything see it on TV and you you, see it you're on really TV. courageous. You see but it all TV. of a sudden, it's real well, life. It's and, real life. And but the thing is, the thing is that 100. The thing that I realized <laughs> is that. Um, in the heat of the moment, like the least of my concern, sadly, I hate to say this, but the least of my concern was that kid's blood. It was like my safety in some sense, right? Oh, like, I mean, you can't hate to say that. I mean, yeah, but like, it's like, I was like, I'm doing a mission kind of mindset, right? Like, yeah. I, like it's like almost like a side quest. Right? Yeah. Like, Call of Duty. Huh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, save like, your teammates. Exactly. Like, like go here, drop this off and get the fuck home. Right. Like kind of revive. Like, yeah, exactly. Revive this kid. Right. So, so you just roll in, you hear this dude on the radio crying for help. You go out there with all this medical supplies and then well, what? all the medical supplies is a bit of an exaggeration for what I had. I had, I had a trauma kit, like a sucking chest wound. I have like a chest seal. It's like, God, it's like, it's like a, it's a generic med kit basically. Um, so uh, enough to put somebody off from dying before yeah, medical exactly, help actually exactly. gets there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And the problem I talked to the guy very briefly. He's like, he's like, he's like, we called. They can't get here because you can't move in downtown right now because there's people in the street. There's people blocking every single intersection. And there's police blocking. And there's as police well. blocking as well. And as they should be. As they should be. And there's there's no movement of EMS equipment, right? So if you're having a heart attack, you're gonna die. Um, hopefully that didn't happen. Hopefully that didn't happen. But if you were having some sort of other medical issue, like there was, there was no help for you. Like it wasn't happening. So I drop off this equipment and I look these guys in the face and I'm like, I'm getting out of here. I was like, the instructions are on the kit, the alcohol med kit. You got this. I'm out. And I just run home and I, uh, get back to my apartment. I'm sweating like a man. Hopefully it made a difference. You know? Yeah. I think based on what I saw, the kid was awake. He was, he was going to be fine. Um, I think they were just, I think, I think they were overly concerned. I, but reasonably. yeah, reasonably. Right. Like if somebody's bleeding, like from what I can see, there was blood running down the right side of his chest. So there Bro, was, I panic if I like just cut my finger yeah, off. Like, there, was, there, was, there was blood. There was blood on the streets. Them onions, man. There was, there was blood of, there was blood of innocent. There was, there was blood of innocent civilians on the Los Angeles street. Truly awful. Truly awful is the only way to describe it. Truly awful. Yep. Guys with rifles. No guys with handguns, guys with chainsaws, crowbars, flamethrowers. And to be clear, these aren't these aren't these no aren't, these, these are these aren't are protesters. These yeah. these are people that taking advantage of a situation. Uh, absolutely, and, and and truly just taking you know law and matters into their own hands. And and uh, you know I witnessed it. You witnessed it, Ian. You witnessed it as well. At least you witnessed the beginning of it. Um, it, it only gets worse from where you saw and yep. dude, it's terrifying. Yep. It seems like that though was, that was the peak. There. That was the peak. That was the and peak of my experience. Then the national guard came in. Yeah. And so that, that, was that was huge. That was Saturday night. That was Saturday night that happened going into Sunday morning. It was right around midnight that happened. And, um, I get back to my apartment at this point I hadn't, I hadn't slept in two days and I'm still sitting on the roof of my apartment, but I'm like nodding off. But every time like a flashbang goes off or a firework goes off, I like wake up. I'm on the roof of my apartment. Those are loud, by the way. Flashbangs. Like like I said earlier, man, I, I thought my window blew up. Like I, yeah. I was positive. I, I was poking it to make sure it was still there. Loud. Is it louder like, than mop. than like mop. There's shooting so, so there's, your rifle like without your Oh, yeah. Is it louder yeah, than that? It's louder than that. Yeah, dude. Yeah. My ears were ringing in my car with my windows closed. I was like, there's, ah. so there's 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 pro there's there's not pro there's there's ill doers with M eighties, like the like the fireworks. And those are loud. 
And then there's the, the flashbangs. But you can tell a firework from, <laughs> from a flashbang. flashbang. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, which I never knew until this weekend. Me neither. And I wish I never knew because, I, you know, I didn't sign up for military. I didn't sign up for the infantry. Neither did you. No, I didn't sign up for shit. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're hitting, we're, we're just driving or doing whatever we're doing in Los Stuck Angeles and going through everyday life. And Honestly, yeah. if I could have got out, I would have got out. But you know that, and that's another thing you could not and and probably reasonably so i mean i'm not going to be against the the fact that the police were containing things and, and restricting movement in, in a time as such needed exactly and yeah. i agree that it was more or less needed in this is in the yeah. scenario and like it seems that. like it's there's this romantic thought that most people have of this idea of protecting yourself you know and holding down your, your, your land and all that stuff but it seems from what i've heard and from the different um, resources that I've just been looking at and as I just become more aware of uh, the rules behind self-defense if this something like this ever happens again most of that everything says get the hell out of there yeah if you can yeah. get out of there that's number one self-defense is the last line don't sit down yeah. while the world's burning around no, no. you self just hold down no, self get the hell out self-defense is the last <laughs> See, no line no defense. no we're gonna go into that and, and ian you you had the comfort really of being a little bit outside of downtown and, and comfort used very very <laughs> loosely here i want to be clear <laughs> i did have that. i did i mean i wasn't but yeah, I'm on the beach, right? I'm on like Zero Street, pretty much. You know, and you sink second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. I've never heard of Zero. I, I, I couldn't go out unless you, know? you can swim, man. Where am I? Hawaii here. To Hawaii. Gets in the water. <laughs> yeah. So, but you know, I'm in a tame. Year. I'm in a tame neighborhood. It, it was totally fine. Brings out the, the scuba gear. I'm going down, boys. Yeah, right. <laughs> I got an hour. Let's see how far I can get. <laughs> yeah, but. uh yeah, I'm st- I was stuck, man. I mean, I looked at the Google Google Maps. You pull it up, and and literally everything around me was for, red and blocked off. Yeah, for I two no for options. two days, Santa Monica was shut down, like completely. Well, shut the next down. day, curfews at one p.m. That's martial law. Yeah, like you can't go outside during daylight. At the same time, though, is it wrong? You know, like is it wrong for them to do that? In that I don't know. I, I, I mean, there's a no lot idea. of there's, but it's, at the same time, it, it seems to me like it was necessary. You know, like. Being being in it, you and, and me. And I think I think I, I, I could and this be is the wrong. next day I we're could talking be wrong, about. But I believe going, going into Sunday. the average human would agree that what was going down in downtown LA was off the chain. Is not okay. That was off the chain. That was outside the bounds of what is acceptable. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, uh, look, I, hey, going through what you went through and having to even. Uh, an ordinary citizen right i mean by no, all means no training yeah running running yeah, through the streets it was in downtown los angeles like we're talking about a, a place with vibrant business vibrant restaurants yeah that's why i moved and, that's why i moved here right like yeah it's like the small businesses it's like the little taco shops it's all that it's all that right it's like little jewelry shops and there's a ton of small business here it's all and, yeah exactly absolutely absolutely and, and we're talking about complete chaos destru- and, and somebody and, and a normal kid that had to run down the streets to to that he felt the need to provide medical equipment to somebody that that had been harmed by by these rioters um, yeah, ill doers yeah well exactly. there seems like a certain level of naiveness that most people think that we, if you've never been put in a situation like many of us haven't ever been put in a situation, never been in before, a situation before this is you don't know me. you don't know you need to be prepared for things like this because it never happens to you yeah which is pretty much as most things yeah. in the world. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And like, even I'm mm-hmm. a, like, I'm a mm-hmm. firearm owner. 
And uh, there's 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 like two types of firearm owners, right? There's like the I'm doing this because the Second Amendment guarantees me self-defense and I'm going to de- defend my castle and my family and my property. That's OK. And that's and yeah. And I was never in that group of people. I was always like, I like to go to the woods. I like to shoot guns because, quite frankly, target shooting is a blast and is meditative. It's I mean, meditative sh- shooting with the with it's the meditative. scope. I find it very calming and, and soothing. And, and as I get old, and as I get older, and as I live in the city longer, like I just like to get out and I like to do things that are jarring to the comfort of a city. Right? Like there's like like the comfort of like going to brunch and having endless mimosas, and then there's like going out in the woods, starving for two days, and shooting guns. It's like very jarring, and it's like it, to me, it feels needed to keep a balance in life. And um, that's why I own. That's why I own a firearm, right? Like it's it's like the the outdoors experience. But now I completely see where the other group of firearm owners come from. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they'd ever experienced this or if they would just believe this out of stories told. Um, but um, I see where they're at. Well, in cities, and I've I've actually uh, thought about this a lot, right? In cities. You know, usually we're very protected, but imagine, you know, the, the exactly. people usually in, you're very in, 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 say, I don't know, give me a middle America yeah, yeah, state, like, like Montana or South Dakota, Oh, Montana. Yeah. Montana. Right. Let's take South Dakota is even a better yeah, example. Middle of nowhere. Yeah. Like middle of nowhere. Black America. Hills of South Dakota. You know, and, and these people, you know, they're in the middle of, they're in the middle of nowhere and realistically there's one police station with it that covers like a yeah, 1000 mile radius. Yeah. And imagine, you know, living in this thing pretty much wild. It's still like the wild, wild west as we would talk about it. Yep. And if somebody breaks into your home in this part of America, That's it. there's no way that yep. a police is ever going to get anywhere near you before anything that could have been done that's wrong has already been done. Yep. And a lot of the a lot of the kind of rhetoric that we hear that are people that are, you know, these Americans and doing these crazy things, at the end of the day, they live in an area of, of, of our country where Things can go wrong, and if they do go wrong, nobody's protecting them but themselves. Yep. And it's not wrong for them to to own a rifle or a shotgun or a handgun um, to protect against potential ill-doers that are, Ill-doers that are maybe kicking down their there door. There might be wildlife for all Honestly, yeah. that's the more common scenario yeah, yeah. when a bear is trying to come in your window <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or a bobcat, you know, yeah. wandered too far. Close to your kids. Yeah, yeah. Oh, close man. to your kids or to your livestock. It breaks my heart to think about a bobcat going down. Don't, well, have you ever been in close proximity to a bobcat? Terrifying. I, terrifying. Terrifying. Bobcats are like next level crazy. They're the most dangerous thing you can run into. And like people always think, like, no man, a bear. But like a bear is more or less they're reasonable. They're, they eat yeah. berries and they chill. Yeah, they eat berries, and then there really isn't a huge issue unless they're starving they're or you're cubs. in between their cubs. Cubs, right? Yeah. But 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 cats, like big cats, mountain lions, bobcats, they're much more vicious, man. I mean, if you're running into one in the wild, if you turn your back to it, there's like signs everywhere, like Game do over. not turn your back Game to a over. bobcat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like whatever you do, like it's going to bite your neck and you're probably going to die. It's like you a cramped auto, like you died. Yeah, like, yeah. Absolutely. And these are real problems uh, uh, absolutely. Uh, in the middle of the, of, of the country. And even honestly, in, in, in the federal lands that we were talking about earlier in California. Oh yeah. California is a very diverse state, right? Like you have like, you have like 20 million people in like the greater Los Angeles area. You drive an hour, you can't see a single light. Yeah. You're in the desert or you're in the mountains or, you know, the high desert or wh- yeah. whatever it might be. But I mean, and that's California. a beautiful thing. Oh, that, it and is. That's why, that's why I love California, right? Like, no, right? There's like palm trees and sun. It's warm. It's breezy, right? It's a damn good day. But if you go 30, like, like 40 minutes that way by car, 
you can be in the mountains. And that's another thing. It's like when you see this craziness, I'm thinking we live in paradise. Like this it's area a, oh is so, we're so fortunate to be here. I always say, if you're going to be homeless anywhere, be homeless Southern in SoCal. California. Don't, I mean, don't you be- don't even have rain. <laughs> it rains two days a year. Yeah. I mean, like, oh, you got to pitch a tent twice. Yeah. Like, not yeah, a you, don't, you don't know the difference between a poor college kid and a homeless person in SoCal. You know, yeah, seriously. don't be homeless in New York City. You know? yeah, <laughs> it's freezing. It's so cold. Yeah, right? You grew up in New York. I grew up in Boston. We get it. Yeah. yeah why? Yeah. So the point... But when you see people acting this way, it's, it's there's definitely people in Los Angeles that are like down and out and I can understand where anger can come from. But I, uh, I also, um, I can't, I can't justify it in my mind given the innocent lives that are put at risk. Yeah. Especially what just happened. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't 92 type of riots, you know, LA riots, but, uh, no, I mean that was the there were people the difference that just these, took advantage of the situation. So there, there was large riots in '92. For anybody who's not aware, there's the LA riots, and that's where you get the the infamous roof Koreans. If you go Google roof Koreans, you'll see. But these are people that were that were that defending were, businesses. But like that was rightfully a, so, in my opinion. Absolutely but, rightfully know, so. But it was cares? it was a very concentrated area. Yeah. And very little of Los Angeles experienced the LA riots, other than through TV. I think this was more widespread. Yeah, I mean, Santa Monica got hit, right? Santa this little Monica. beach town. A little beach I mean, town, yeah. it, it, Sure, there's a lot of people here, absolutely. And yeah. I say a little loosely. <laughs> but at, in, in this, in the grand scheme of L.A., it's it's really like this little kind of peaceful. They, they've separated from L.A. They have their own police force and yep. largely do city. things on yep. their own. And, and it's like, what, like 17, 18, maybe like 20, 30 blocks. I don't, I don't know exactly what yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a small little city. But, you know, this yeah. little beach town with, with, with people that largely live by the water and yeah. are really chill. They're surfing all the time. And then all of a sudden, and, and, and as Ian was talking to you, our, our smashing windows and breaking into the promenade and, and, and looting everything and anything inside. And yeah, it's yeah, wild. It's, it's very jarring. Very jarring. Absolutely. Well, I guess all we can do moving forward is to learn from the craziness that went down yeah. and become better people for it. That's and everybody, everybody listening in, obviously this is <laughs> typically a, a non uh, ordinary Len Jones party of three podcast. Party of three. <laughs> two plus one. <laughs> two plus one. Party of two <laughs> plus one. But I have learned that being prepared for situations uh, that are out of your control is an interesting thing. And it makes me think, you know, what happens if we lose Wi-Fi? What happens if we lose uh, widespread internet or the phone lines go down or all of a sudden there's a, a water's gone? Uh, a lot of issues that we're, we're almost... We're a civilized society that gets very, yeah. everything changes when our bare necessities go away. Yeah, absolutely. And, and here in Southern California, and really everywhere in the country, right? Like here in Southern California, like the real threat, the constant threat is earthquakes, right? We could have a giant earthquake right now. We had one, a little one, a 5.5 We had like a nice, last a nice, week. A nice little rocker. Right? It's, it's one of those like... Yeah, yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, while we're on the topic, did that, does that scare the shit out of you or is it just me? The first one scared Because scared I saw me. that, yeah, my first earthquake, I was like, what? Yeah. I, oh, I'm, we I'm, don't have earthquakes in the Northeast. No, man. you don't get and that. You're from Pennsylvania, yeah, from so Pennsylvania. you know it. No, yeah. You know. I've never seen an earthquake actually impact lives. I've never seen tears fall from some an earthquake so for me thank god i'm when i'm in my bed and i'm sleeping at night yeah. and i wake up and it starts shaking i feel like i'm in a hammock i'm like yo this is tight <laughs> yeah and then so, you realize that your building could fall over and you're like wait a minute yeah oh, wait what <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and so to your point like like forces forces outside our control right like 
you can't if you can't take care of yourself in a situation you can't help others there's two types of people in a situation there's those who can take care of themselves and provide assistance and there's those who are begging for assistance and be the person who can can take care of yourself and thereafter provide assistance um provide guidance provide guidance during the chaos if nothing else yes if nothing else like have water right in southern california the key is water you can you can survive 30 days without food right but you can only survive maybe two days without water and um have water if nothing else this is easy just have a couple gallons in your apartment just put it in the closet forget about it and if you need it come get it but if you don't it's whatever it's the 89 cents a gallon or like for whatever spring water it's just easy to store just keep it there and that will go a long way in a situation where pipes break it's, it, it could because it could and if you can take care of yourself that's one less person that needs help and that's and you're now a person who can provide assistance and hey about that think about me here right i i, I barely have a kitchen i barely go to the grocery store <laughs> thank god i have a water filter on my faucet yeah. man <laughs> <laughs> because get i that brita. Tell you, yeah, get that brita yeah, yeah no, exactly. i'm just great i'm grateful i have friends because all i got is that scooter over there thing goes 23 <laughs> miles per hour on a 20 mile charge just, but just, you know what that I, outruns every single person on foot i so. can just imagine you going through this pulpit of pass oh i'm just ripping it Hey, but that thing is that thing's dangerous, man. You 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 fly by the birds and limes and and whatever else jumps of the world. Yeah, that, so that takes us to Sunday night, though, where you really had your experience in. And so there was Friday, Saturday downtown, then Sunday, Sunday Santa Monica, so, which we yeah. started with. I believe you you had you briefly did, yeah. touched on it. But, yeah, uh, yeah. So Sunday morning, I, I woke mean, I pretty up. much said everything I've seen. I, yeah. I was I I didn't. Put I myself- knew, I knew. I'm sorry to cut you off there, but I knew from my Saturday night experience that I am not going outside, you know, I, yep. they, they said protests were happening in Santa Monica. I was like, Oh, all hell's about to break loose. Yeah. And, and, and Ian, you were texting, you were texting me at the time. You're like, yo, I'm going to go check it out. I was like, yeah, I'm like, listen, I'm getting this epidural <laughs> shot. Yeah. Like, yeah. We have that is like, a bro, bad idea. I we got the group, we got the group chat. And Ian's like, we're, I'm going rollerblading. And I'm like, Ian, do not <laughs> go rollerblading. Whatever you do, <laughs> do not go to downtown Santa Monica. And, and sure enough, Ian went, to downtown Santa Monica. Well, I only Monica. went like to Fourth Street, right? I didn't go in. Well, that's downtown. Man. I hit the outskirts, and then my you quickly realized my instincts quickly hit in. And I'm like, "Yo, this is not. This isn't people watching. This is danger. Yeah, Let's yeah, get out. Absolutely. Yeah. This and isn't. Is this isn't peaceful protesting. This is dangerous. Yeah. Let's it, it, people rapidly. tried to to start fires. There was there was a lot of it. There was a God. fire right over there, about yeah. two or three blocks. If you go in and you hit hashtag Santa Monica, there's mm-hmm. this car that you'll see. Um, I lost oh, my yeah, check. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. On, on, on. I think it's like what? That's Fifth Street, right? No, no, no. It's outside it's, the courthouse. It's, it's closer. It was like Eleventh. So there was Broadway. more than one. Clearly, was it, was, it, was it a cop car? Something like twenty cop cars burned in Los Angeles in one day. No, I don't think it was. And a we cop didn't even touch car. on that. We didn't even touch on the cop cars that were graffitied, smashed, burned. And, that's and twenty. Just, that's that's two million. That's a hundred thousand. It's like a hundred twenty thousand dollars per cop car because like they. they yeah, all of, the equipment. They them out, right? And all the stuff that goes on. That's two million dollars worth of cop cars that were burned truthfully as crazy as this is going to sound that's literally nothing, nothing. compared to, to what the, the, the private property yeah. loss yeah and i don't know man and you got to hope that insurance covers these types of things and yeah. that the, especially well yeah. these insurance companies must be pretty tapped out after, yeah with after corona and, and and this whole thing and 
It's a bad and, time but to you be gotta, a You owner. really got to hope that the small bit, again, like oh. for me, it always goes back to the, to the American entrepreneur, right? Yeah. To the, to the, that one guy that, that had a dream that moved from, from somewhere yeah. in, in Europe or, or South America or Central America, or wherever it might be. And, and, and uprooted his entire family life, brought people here. The fleeing, fleeing the chaos that we just experienced. Yeah. Fleeing what they believed never happened in the United States of yeah. America. Because they thought that this was a better place, not for them, but but for, for their children to grow yeah. up and have families in the future. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, this happens right outside their door. And you, they're like, what just happened? And yeah. they'd spent 30 years building. You know, I always go to a liquor store example, but because it's like the easiest thing, right? This 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 guy had, had run this liquor store, very reputable shop, been doing it for 30, 40, 50 years and maybe even passed it on to his son that's now doing it gets looted and 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 after the coronavirus and can he ever recover you know does he does he ever come back from something like this it's hard it's hard it's terrifying and yeah. and, and he moved his whole family here for this well the, the only answer is you gotta recover i mean every everybody you gotta hope so you, you gotta try though yeah, i mean yeah, see, if, if anything there is the american spirit right the you world know. is so i mean we live on a giant rock in the middle of time and space and a comet could come and end us tomorrow or a meteor or something that's likely the chance of that happening or very, 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 very simps in our lifetime. But the point is, is that adversity strikes the world. We need to do our best to become better people from it. We need to do our best to be better prepared and learn from it. If we don't absolutely. learn, then all of this truly was for nothing. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, I agree. But it, look, look, I agree with what you're saying. Um, but at the same time, there is the people that financially just will be completely devastated that had moved their family from another country or had or had come here with a dollar and a dream and really just tried to do it that that won't financially recover in the near to midterm and, and after the corona thing too yeah. after two months of not being in business and then this happening oh, and they oh have my. to go through this and and that's just not fair you know it, it makes you think like you know, I don't know, man. I, truthfully, it's just that that poor family or that, that that poor guy that had built his he had a life savings built into something that has now been completely wiped. He's 60 years old and he's boarding up his business in yeah. fear that people are going to come and break yeah. it. And he doesn't have the energy to just start yeah. it all over. You and know, like we're, much, we're, we're in our 20s. Yeah, you know? we we're are. like, we're like, yeah, we'll yeah, do it all that, again. That, but this guy and, just can't and do as, it all again. As much as we all experience, we still all have incomes. Yeah, and like, think about your dads. You know, imagine you know my dad owns a small business, so yeah. maybe I'm more of a kind of feel it a bit more. But at the end of the day, you know, like what what if what if my dad got really adversely affected by all this yeah. and and could not wake up tomorrow and and do what he does every single day because because of this and and that affects you know his life, his children's life, and potentially yeah. even his grandchildren's life. And this is what he's built his for 40 years now you know yeah. and truly heartbreaking in my opinion so i see the cameras they're they're blinking red i think that means that we got to start ending this thing up over here but i will say man we're gonna probably make this the hundredth episode if not the hundred and first episode and this will be an every hundred episode type of deal i hope everyone listening in let us know if uh if this was something you guys enjoyed uh this is again the touchy subjects scary times I love you all. Peace, love. Peace, love, and Jones.
Big shout out to Chris and Mario, best friends I could have ever had out in LA during these times. And I'm just very grateful hey, for the people we, in my life. We love and appreciate you too as well, man. Yeah. You know, that, you're, 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 you're a joy to have in our lives. Unique and soul. Nice, bright yeah. individual through all times. So. Well, this is joy about to make you some high quality grub. So <laughs> well, We about to eat now. Get some bergs going. All right, guys. Till next time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Thanks again. Thank you for listening to another episode of Len Jones Party of Two. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a review and subscribe to stay up to date on our new episodes. And remember, hope is not a strategy. Keep making moves. Till next time, peace.